now. now. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Well, 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 and just like that, just like that, it was Monday. Monday, Monday. Hey, mamas and papas, welcome in to the show in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents all across the state. Available to you in all 82 counties in the great state of Mississippi. I'm Matt. Thank goodness you're here because, you know, we can sort of have a show if I'm here. But really, it's one of those situations like if a tree falls in the forest, yet there's nobody around there. Does it actually make a sound? If I do a show, but none of y'all are here, (laughs) does it even make a peep? Well, it doesn't matter if it does or not. So I'm really glad you're here. Appreciate you tuning in. And as usual, I'd love for you to sort of take over the show. So feel free. And there's lots of ways for you to be in on the conversation. So you grab a chair, have a seat with us here at the table, and just jump right into the conversation. You can do it on the live stream if you're on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, however you're watching online. Or text me on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. It's 885-3776 or 885-ESPN. Call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison Jackson, 995-1059. Hey, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. Hot in some parts of the state. Well, all of it. Wet in others. <clears throat> Yesterday, we got a little respite. Right before a little thunderstorm blew in here to North Mississippi, the wind started blowing. I was like, man, feel that. That feels like fall. And it lasted about 10 minutes, and then the bottom fell out, and it's been humid ever since. Welcome to August <laughs> in Mississippi. But also in August in Mississippi, it means we have football practice, and we do. And you had scrimmages this past weekend for State and Ole Miss. So we're going to discuss those. Give you some thoughts. Now, I can't give you any firsthand account of the Ole Miss scrimmage, just what is reported you know, and some of the quotes and stuff that came out of there. I didn't see it. Uh, I did see the Mississippi State scrimmage, all of it, and uh, happy to discuss it with you. So we'll jump into that next. First and foremost, howdy, Bill. How was your weekend? Hey, it was pretty good. Yeah? A lot of sitting around. Yeah, sitting around. Did you get rained on? Uh, not really, no. Maybe okay. a little sprinkle. Yeah. You know, it's one of those where, like, there was no major front that sort of passed through here. It was just pop-up showers, it seemed like. And and it would happen at the end of the day. I'm trying to think. Okay, so did we do three hours of this show on Friday, or was it only two? We did three. We did three. To, okay, we did three. What the on what day was it that I was down there? It was one day last week. It might have been Saturday. Shoot, I don't remember. But I had a day where I was leaving Starkville at about 5 o'clock, and it had been bright sunshine and beautiful all day. And when I left there, maybe the biggest summer thunderstorm, hardest rain I've ever tried to drive through, just came in there, wind blowing, rain in there sideways, and it was there for about an hour and then gone, like a flood. I think Oxford got that yesterday afternoon, so that's uh, just kind of where we are. But everybody's still practicing. There are some updates on the high school football front because of COVID. For instance, I saw where South Panola actually retweeted that. Um, 
I think it was Brand, yeah, Brandon Shields who actually put this on Twitter that South Panola had to switch to virtual learning. So their football team is not going to have their Jamboree game against Lafayette this week. They will not play the week one game against Neshoba Central. And they will not play in week two against Oxford. All of those have been canceled for South Panola. Their Jamboree this week and then weeks one and two all canceled because of COVID. They went virtual. So, you know, a lot of practice going on, but frankly, not a complete. um, And it has nothing to do with weather. It has everything to do with uh, COVID coming through here. But, all right, so on the college front, let's just jump into that right now. Uh, You had scrimmages both on Saturday. One in Starkville, one in Oxford. It's my understanding, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, didn't we have this story a while back, that the new uh, practice structure handed down by the NCAA, I guess, prior to the beginning of the summer, whether anybody agreed on it or not, the new practice structure is that you can only have two big full contact scrimmages in the preseason, I think. So that means State and Ole Miss just got one of them. And they will play in 19 and 20 days from today. So only one more coming up after they both scrimmage. Yeah, I'll start with the Ole Miss one just because I don't have as much to go on there. And I'm just looking. Some of y'all may have seen more details about it. You know, I watched a little bit of the press conference from Lane Kiffin, and he mentioned that, you know, the offense looked great and that the defense didn't. <laughs> okay. And and I've heard coaches before say this, but when it's your own team and you're scrimmaging, it's like, what are you happy with? Okay, so if one side of the ball is really good and makes most of the plays, what does that say about the other side of the ball? Okay, are they bad? And therefore you don't get a good read on your offense. Or is your offense just that good and your defense is okay, you just made them look bad? You know, like it's hard to – so you mentioned that. You know, defensively they've got to improve. Uh, apparently they had big plays, fireworks, as you would expect in that offense right off the bat. A big throw from Corral to Braylon Sanders set him up from an early touchdown uh, in there. You you had other quarterbacks who got um, a lot of work. Kincaid Dent, Luke Altmyer, two new guys. Well, Altmyer certainly a first-year player for Ole Miss. The quote from Kiffin on that was, and the backup quarterbacks, he said they struggled at times because of what's around them. It's a lot harder to play with the threes. I'm sure the numbers weren't great. Part of it is a product of that. Both guys have done good things. We need them to play really well. You know, so there's your offense. Defensively, they we all know that last year they weren't good, and they've got to make major, major strides on defense. You know, without an influx of new personnel, um, they've just, you know, what, what can you do? Line up better, be a little more consistent, tackle a little better, but some of it's going to come down to just speed and strength and size and experience and all that kind of stuff. You know, so so we'll see. Now they're going to face Louisville right out of the gate, and again, that's what twenty days from today because they start on the fifth. Do they play on that Sunday? Yeah, the fifth. Yeah, it doesn't have a date. I'm looking at this. Uh, so they start the 2021 season in Atlanta. Going to play Louisville in that Chick Fil A kickoff. I think it's September 5th. I was looking at the press release. It actually missed that. I will tell you, I'm going to come back here later in the show, maybe in hour number two, and I'll play a little bit of the audio of the press conference after that. I think it was maybe Saturday just after they had had the scrimmage stuff earlier that day. Kiffin took some questions from media. I'll let you hear what he said about it. 
First to comment on the show, welcome in, Sven on uh, YouTube, first to say what's up. What's up with you, Sven? 6.59 p.m. on a Monday in Berlin, Germany, he said, in August. He said, and guess what? We are still national baseball champs. Hello, everybody. How do you? Howdy. Mike says, uh, hello. Chad said on YouTube that Kiffin didn't share anything that anyone didn't already know. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, um, speaking of baseball, this is just a quick side note. I don't know if y'all saw this. But I saw it on Twitter today. It's a guy that a lot of y'all know here in this area, Carlisle Kessler, who was a relief pitcher for Mississippi State, you know, transferred in there. He's originally from Vicksburg, went to Warren Central High School. I think he went to Southeast Louisiana and then transferred to State, was there a couple of years. He was on the team this past year. I don't think he, I don't think he pitched in Omaha. Did he ever throw any innings in Omaha? I don't know, but he helped him get there throughout the year. Uh, anyway, Samford hired him as the director of baseball operations. And then Samford also hired, they've got a new coach at Samford. Um, they also hired Marlon Anderson, a former major leaguer, to be their director of player development there at Samford. I saw that note this morning. So there you go, Sven. You wanted to talk baseball. I gave you a little baseball nugget. Check it out on Twitter. Um or read about it if you want to. Okay, and then on the uh, Mississippi State scrimmage side of things, curious, you know, if you're a State fan, how do you feel about some of the reports that you're hearing, and do you have any questions? If you do, you know, hit me up and let me know kind of, you know, what you want to know. I'll tell you what I think anyway after watching them scrimmage on Saturday. Um, I will tell you if, you, if you want to spend a little more time than we have here, I got about – 10 minutes here before the music starts, and then we'll jump into some other stuff, the NFL preseason stuff from the weekend for Saints fans and others. If you want a little bit longer, more laid-back explanation on some of the state scrimmage stuff, check out the podcast, the Better Than Average podcast. Here's why we call it that. Coach, it's a great day for you, huh? Yeah, I tell you, it's better than average, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so everywhere you get a podcast, you can get go to Apple, go to Spotify, look for Better Than Averages, uh, episode three breaking down the scrimmage uh, from Saturday. But just my overall thoughts on that, and y'all can inject or ask or you know comment whatever you think. It looked like to me that Will Rogers is in pretty good command of the offense. And, you know, obviously it's dependent upon protection. And their offensive line has got to make some strides as a group in terms of protection. Now, that's but but honestly, like it wasn't like I watched the scrimmage and it wasn't something that's just glaring, like some glaring issue, like they can't do it. I mean, there are times when they're really good, um, for the most part. Like you know, they, I don't know how many plays they ran, but I would imagine that Will Rogers probably had what three series maybe that he ran, and that might add up to I don't know twenty five, thirty plays total, something like that. I mean, that's just trying to guess at a ballpark. Well, majority of those came off without a hitch. You know, a little pressure, you got to make some plays. Defensive front's pretty good for State. So there was only, you know, a handful of times where the protection would break down or somebody would get beat off the edge, but it did happen, okay? So when you get into a ball game, you obviously don't want that to happen at all, ever. So to, for as a group, I think, for the offensive line to get from where they are now to where they want to be, in 19 days when they have to play a ball game, they still have some improving to do. 
between now and then. <clears throat> now, honestly, and I know you're playing an SEC schedule, and but I still believe this is true. Not every defensive front you play this year is going to be as good as the one you're practicing against. Uh, that's true also. So there you go. I mean, and it's kind of being nitpicky because overall, you know, offense wasn't bad at all. Felt like they did what they wanted to do. You know, first two quarterbacks protected the ball. Young guys got some work. So that jumps out. Um, Chance Lovertich ran kind of the – got all the number two snaps, did a pretty nice job, had a pretty decent completion percentage. I don't know that he ever had that big completion vertically up the middle of the field. I know he had one deep corner route that he completed. Might have had another one. I'm, I'm trying to think. It seems like he had one that maybe should have been a completion, but the DB knocked it out of there. Uh, but did a good job on the underneath stuff. Didn't turn it over. So, you know, he's productive, learning it. You know, he's still got a ways to go to maybe be ready to go beat some people if you're playing in the SEC, but, you know, he's getting good reps. Got to watch the young quarterbacks in that scrimmage for State. Uh, Daniel Greek was the – when they when they put the number three offense on the field, Daniel Greek was the first one to go out there with them. And he actually managed it pretty well. He drove him down the field, had some first downs, converted a couple of times, throwing a ball, seemed to – to be able to read and understand where the ball should go. He came away, the stats said he had two interceptions. I could only remember one of them, and the one I remembered was J.P. Purvis, a linebacker. Who It was a great play. Um, he's basically looking down the field to throw the ball down the field, and when he lets it go, he's not looking at the underneath. And Purvis just elevated and went way up and caught the football, took it out of the air, and that was a really nice play. But I thought Greek did okay. Um Big body guy. He already looks like he kind of has a, a, you know, a decent handle for a freshman on how to read stuff and where the ball should go. And it wasn't a lot of holding the ball and running out of there and having to improvise because he couldn't get it out on time. He got it out on time some. Physically, he's got some growing up to do, but all freshmen have that, you know. So he's going to be fine. And then Sawyer Robertson, there's one series for him that stands out to me and it was the first when he was in there where you know I've been watching him at practice when they weren't in the stadium and the scrimmage was in the stadium and it's like it was almost like maybe the light bulb sort of came on for him a little bit being in the stadium I don't know what it was about if it's that he's on the field in a game-like situation or what but he, he almost looked as good to me in the scrimmage as he has looked um, in practice throwing a ball. And no, I haven't seen every one of his snaps, but it was pretty good. He um, he had a really nice 10-yard out that he threw and completed it for a first down. That was a, a lot of velocity on the ball. Another couple of completions in there. I think the stats said that he went six for eight. And the touchdown pass that he threw was a really good read where he, you know, they spread him out and he finally got one-on-one in the middle of the field without safety sitting in there taking a deep ball away. So he went to the vertical of the slot guy, Teddy Knox, who was past his defender, defender trailing him, and Sawyer Robertson put it up over the head of the defender. It was going to require a, you know, a great catch from the receiver, and, and Knox outplayed the DB in the air for the ball. He was able to see it. DB didn't have his head turned. He, he jumps, elevates, catches it, comes down in the end zone. And it was a strong throw, but a, really an even better catch. But Robertson, it jumped out to me that... You know, he's just, you can just tell. I mean, he's just a player. And the ball jumps out of his arm 
there's some arm talent there that's, I think, natural for a kid who's just straight out of high school and just got there here this month. You know, there's some people behind the scenes who know what they're talking about who've said some things like, hey, you know, if he'd gotten here in the spring, been here all spring, all summer, he'd probably be competing to try to win the starting job this fall. Like, he's talented. But he didn't, okay? So this is like the first month or two here to be on campus, to start lifting weights in a college program. So he's this big 6'4 kid, but he'll look a lot different. He'll carry himself a lot different this time next year. But you could certainly see the talents there for him, too. Now, um, a couple of things here on the live stream. Will, Matt, has there been any news on Jordan Davis's injury? Not that I see Will officially. I don't know that you will get anything official on Jordan Davis's injury. For those that don't know, uh, Jordan Davis, big 6'4", six, 6'5", six, you know, linebacker slash defensive and pass rusher. Last year was his first year in Starkville and uh, really was going to figure in to get significant playing time and be a big part of the defense this year. Uh, Mike Leach mentioned him like in his first press conference is like the first player he mentioned, you know, this fall practice. And he didn't get to finish the scrimmage on uh, Saturday. He started out strong and then got hurt. He was down at some point and then they had to take him off and and you you couldn't really tell just glancing at it, you know, how serious, but when a guy has to leave and or whatever, then you know he's he's hurting pretty good. He didn't come back to the scrimmage. I know there's some rumors out there. I just don't know. There's nothing official on it on whether it's major, minor, and, and what I don't know will like I said, I don't know that you will get any sort of confirmation between now and the first ball game if it's major or whatever. Um, so we'll kind of have to see how they may handle that. My guess is the way they've handled injury stuff in the past, they're just not going to come out here and go, oh, so-and-so you know, had this type of injury and he's out forever how many weeks. I, I kind of doubt they're going to do that. So to this point, I don't have any update. You know, it's fingers crossed stuff. Hey, Brad. Brad on Facebook said, Hail State from Panama City Beach watching Tropical Storm Fred come through. From PCB, huh? Brad, hang in there. Tip of the cap to you. Grab something and hang on. Right? Uh, David had a message on YouTube. He said, protect the season, wear masks, get vaccinated, and hail state. Uh, Danny says, Matt, what's the evaluation of the offensive line play? So I kind of gave that to you a little bit earlier. Yeah, I don't think they're all that bad off. Um, and they, they've got some length. They Individually, all those guys look to me like, they made some jumps in a weight room. Um, it's a good group. It's uh, They're going to have some depth. They've got some freshmen who are going to not just add depth because they're there, but because they're pretty good and, and have some potential. It's, it's coming together. You know, um, but even in pass protection, when you're when you got guys, you got these wide splits, so teams are always running twists. And, you know, in and out, trying to cross up your protection. You're having to hand it off. Everybody's got to work together. And it's, you know, offensive line plays a lot like playing zone defense in basketball. Everybody moves together. It's like we're all connected. And if I move out, you got to move out. And somebody's got to fill in on the backside, you know, and all this stuff. 
and it takes a little while to get that going. And you got a new center in LaQuinston Sharp, and you know a former tackle and Dollar Bill Johnson. He's playing guard now, and you got a former center playing some guard, and I think they're still learning that. And for the most part, it's good, and I think they like who they have. It's just learning how to do it with every single front the defense throws at you, nailing it every time without having any issues, and they just got. They still have work to do, but I think they have the pieces, honestly. Uh, Rick commented on Facebook, and he said uh, he's watching from the Dixie community. He said, better than average is a fun, knowledgeable listen. Will Rogers needs to work on avoiding sacks, even if there is an offensive line breakdown. Well, yeah, he does. But that's kind of the same for every quarterback, you know, every one of them. They're all pretty much the same. If it breaks down... You still have to figure out a way, right? You got to move, you got to run, or get the ball out of there or something. But, you know, that didn't make him any different than anybody else, to be honest with you. There's a few more questions on the uh, live stream. I'll get to some of those. Denzel, I got your text. We'll open it up. I will give you a hint Denzel's text is about the Saints, and that'll be a good jumping off point because I watched them in the preseason. Did you watch Saints and Baltimore in the preseason? I did. I watched a bunch of preseason football. Got some highlights and a few thoughts on that for all of us NFL degenerates. That's all coming up as we start things off on a Monday. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Stick around. Now's the time to get a great deal on Kubota construction equipment featuring durable Kubota engines. More comfort, more Kubota... After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beechnut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beechnut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with a slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right there's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. Is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. 
and they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max, got it at C Spire, went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out, okay? And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Better buy bird's eye. Get back to our little talk. Right here on the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back with you, rolling along here, just getting started on this Monday. Kind of feels like a reaction Monday because there's a bunch to get to, a bunch to get. For me, anyway, I enjoyed talking about some of the preseason football when you get to see it. You know, last year was weird. A lot of stuff didn't happen this time of year. It's happening now, getting to go to practices and scrimmages and all that jazz. Uh, So getting to see it sort of really ramps it up for me. And as best I can, I'll pass it along to you. And then getting to watch the preseason games, I enjoyed that. So we'll get to that in just a second. A couple of things on State. Um, regarding Jordan Davis, Will commented on YouTube and said that some were saying that he tore his ACL. Others were saying that it might just be a high ankle sprain. Leach usually doesn't talk about injuries. And I was just wondering if the rumor mills had anything else. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything else, I'll be honest with you. Will, and I saw it and kind of saw how they treated him, but... You know, the way, the way the trainers, uh, you know, reacted to him, the way he reacted, the way they took him off, there's just no way to tell which it was, to be honest with you. And it's not fair to speculate on it until they tell you something. And it's a waste of time to speculate on it, frankly, until they tell you something. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then Chamberlain said, where is Jack Abraham? I don't know, but, you know, as far as where he is, that's – you know, um, it's not a, I wouldn't say it's a sore spot, but it's a disappointment, certainly, because 
That's a really experienced guy. I mean, you're talking about a guy who coming into this year has already thrown for over 7,000 yards in his career. He's played in Division One football. He's played in big stadiums and ball games in Tuscaloosa and some others because he was at Southern Miss. And, you know, not have him in there competing, you, you're, you're probably not as good a football team overall. Whether he was going to go challenge for the starting job, win it or not, you're probably not as good a football team overall as you would have been had he been out there. So whatever those lingering issues are post-concussion that are keeping him out, first of all, your concern is for him first and foremost more than anything else. Um, you know, you're hoping it's not too bad long-term especially. But it does effectively just take him out of the mix. I just, like I said earlier, I, I don't foresee – it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where a guy at that position would miss this much practice time, let alone – these specific practices, the first ones of fall camp, and be able to come back at some point, insert yourself into the competition and all that. It's hard to imagine it. Maybe it'll happen. But in my head, you know, you see you miss that many early on first part of camp. You even get all the way to the first scrimmage. You're less than three weeks from the first game. That's This, this one's pretty much gone for him. And then, who knows? Maybe that's what's best uh, for sure. All right, country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. What did y'all think? Y'all have any observations on the NFL preseason weekend? I did. Let's get into it right now. First up, who that? We have it. All right, so uh, Jameis and the Saints, or is it or is it Taysom and the Saints? <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> well, they both played. I tell you what, and the way that Taysom Hill started the game for the Saints, you're like, oh boy, wow, wow, look at this. I'm talking moving around, throwing on the run, throwing from the pocket, big play after big play after big play, gash pass plays, and then sort of the wheels kind of came off after it was not the whatever they had scripted to begin it. I say wheels came off, it just wasn't as good, wasn't as sharp, right? A little bit of inaccuracy here created or led to a turnover, and that's all it takes in the NFL. So then you start going, well, I don't know. And then Jameis Winston comes in. He plays, but it was kind of a little bit up and down. He did throw a touchdown pass. Jameis Winston from under center. Looks to the right. Fires to the back of the end zone. He's got a man for a touchdown. Coming down with a reception is little Jordan Humphrey. Which I would imagine will make big Jordan happy. Well, White Denzel texted the show and said, he says, I think the Saints may have found their quarterback, and it's not Jameis or Taysom. It's their fourth-round pick from this year's draft, Ian Book. He said, keep this text for future reference, calling it now. How about that? What are the numbers? We'll look at the numbers. I just know this. They had, what is a team, six turnovers in a preseason game. So for that reason, after it was over, they're trying. They the reporters were trying to get Sean Payton to talk about the quarterback stuff, and he wouldn't do How it. How would you compare Hill, Hill versus Wilson? I'm not making any comparisons with the quarterbacks right now. It doesn't matter who really with six turnovers, right? <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a kind of a convenient way to avoid it <laughs> for Sean Payton. The numbers, uh, as you say, Ian Book goes 9 of 16. Now, that ain't just spectacular, let's be honest. 9 of 16 is not just wonderful. He did go for 9 of 16, 126 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. 
my thing is I watched it too, Denzel, and I don't see, I mean, not, based on that game, I'm not sure how you or anybody could go, oh, yeah, he's their quarterback, not the other two. I mean, based on that game, unless it's practice or something else, you know, just watching it, I don't know how you say, well, that's him, honestly. Jameis Winston can't dwell on the mistakes. He did throw one interception. One of the things I, t- I try to take pride in is just staying present. Uh, I-, I think it's so so important uh, to be to have great awareness of your teammates, have great awareness of the situation and the feeling uh, of what's going on. Uh, but I think you know the job requires as a quarterback to be able to snap and clear and move on to the next play. I think Coach Coach Sean Payton does an excellent job of preaching that uh, we have to be able to for- forget the past and, and move forward. And, uh, and and that's kind of what we're going to do with this game. Um, but as, as like when we're executing, I'm, I'm all in, man, because I, you know, I, I cherish every opportunity that I get. Sean Payton is not happy with that first preseason game. Six turnovers, ten penalties. You know, you're going to struggle, and we were fortunate to even be that close. Honestly, I mean, to be ahead at halftime. I thought defensively we did a, a, a real good job, especially in the first half. Um, but the turnovers, uh, look, bad job by, by us as coaches, players. It was ugly to watch, and uh, you're going to end up losing games. It's, it's, it's that simple. So 10 penalties the same way. Yeah, they got issues. It's not going to be a fun year, I don't think, in, in New Orleans. But well, I say it won't be fun. It will be interesting, however, because it always is. They are entertaining, but I don't know that it's going to necessarily be a fun year for for Saints fans. Hey, Kylan Hill, rookie running back out of Mississippi State, had a touchdown in the preseason game on a screen pass. Love, Lyman with the good block, screen pass. There's another good block right there, put on by Mays, over the pylon. That is a touchdown! Kylan Hill with a block by a rookie center, and the rookie running back taking it in for six. So there you go. Um, Elijah Moore, a receiver out of Ole Miss, did not get to play in the Jets preseason game. A little banged up, got a groin issue. I'll tell you this, Zach Wilson, a quarterback out of BYU, shows all the signs, brother. Trust me. I think he's a real deal. I don't care what the you know numbers don't necessarily blow you away. I watched him. Kid's good. <laughs> really good. And they are going to be greatly improved because of him. And some other reasons, too. And Elijah Moore is going to, if he gets healthy, gets out there, is really going to benefit because he's on an offense with that quarterback. Trust me, I told you. All right, here we go. Country Pleasing text line at 885-ESPN. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Hog Jowl texting me. He said, I'm trying to study other SEC teams' offensive schemes and philosophies just to know more about Arkansas's competition. I've started out with Ole Miss and State. I may be totally off base, but it seems to me, he says, State has a pretty darn simple offense based on a fewer than normal formations with different sets, keying on lots of repetition on routes, while Ole Miss offensive scheme is much more complex. Am I totally off base on my observation? You know, no, I would say not if you're watching stuff from last year, which you are because you're trying to watch those two teams. You only got one year of tape. On, on either coaching staff with that offense. And there, there are two major differences, okay? One is 
Kiffin took over an offensive group with more experience on more older players who a bunch of those players have already had to make an offensive adjustment in their career at Ole Miss in terms of one offense to another, one set of terminology to another. you got to learn it quickly. They've already been through that once. And I think it probably helped him and them to get a little farther into the the growth of all that stuff in year one, if that makes sense. Plus, the the scheme that they're running under Kiffin at Ole Miss is not so much different than just personnel and scheme-wise of stuff they were trying to do before. Yes, quarterback different. Rich Rod ran a little more, but still it was spread. It was shotgun. It was option. It was RPO, some of those things. And so you kind of recruited to what he wanted to do. So more experience, recruited to it better, probably fits the personnel a little better, less of a transition there. And so year one, they moved people around and got one-on-one matchups with a lot of different formations in motion. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. For State, a little bit farther gap offensive system that wasn't recruited to prior to him getting in there on a short year because of COVID. Uh, Younger players didn't have experience at quarterback, at running back, at receiver, all that stuff. So probably couldn't get a little farther into it. So I would say your observation is probably about right, Hog Jowl, but not necessarily based on what the intent is once it gets all done. I think you're basing it on what the only tape you have, which is one year, a COVID short year, and one team was able to get a little farther in the install of all of it than the other one. That makes sense? All right, more of your text when we come back. Plus, we'll hit team number 20 on the countdown of 100 teams. Coming up, stick around. There's a lot of noise when it comes to 5G. We're After these messages, we'll be right back. Arrived today. Jeans do come true. Thank you, Blue Delta. Yeah, jeans do come true. That's what the bag says. Blue Delta jeans makes the best-fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, my hometown. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase. Again, that's if you listen to me, you can use discount code MattWyatt, all lowercase. And at checkout, you're going to get a 10% discount off your order. So I just went online, ordered them. uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. A couple weeks ago. Went in. I didn't go get measured. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions, and here they are at my doorstep a couple weeks later. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Nice. I'm happy. (laughs) I've known the Blue Delta team for years, and I'm thrilled to have these guys on as a sponsor of this show. Blue Delta's virtual tailor is a fun and easy way to get yourself into the best-fitting pair of jeans you're ever going to own. But you never thought you'd get a butt shot out of me, huh? How about that? Just answer the questions, and they fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions. It's amazing how they do it. They will fit perfectly. You're not going to find better material and better-feeling pants, period, anywhere, BlueDeltaJeans.com. 
Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. I promise you that. And I know that you are going to love them too. Make sure you use the code. And remember, jeans do come true. After these messages, we'll be right back. Let me tell you about an ice cream Kathy beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow gold. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow gold. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Joe Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jell-O Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. Okie doke. So we're uh, in a few, in a few minutes, just a few minutes. Stand by, stand by. Hold on a minute. <laughs> in just a few minutes, we're going to have uh, team number 20 on the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. So 20 means we what? Yesterday, you know, yesterday would have been 20 days until September the 4th. Today is actually 19, so we're going to have Team 20 and 19 on today's countdown. Yeah, buddy. It's getting close. Like that monkey who sat his tail on a railroad track, it won't be long now. (laughs) Um, Nick texted the show, and he said, uh, hopefully next year it'll be Aaron and the Saints. You talking about Aaron Rodgers? If you think... The Saints and the NFC South are entertaining now, and they are. You just wave your little magic wand there, Nick, and give me the NFC South. Tom back at, what, 46? Going to try it one more time and send Aaron Rodgers to New Orleans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come on with that. Bring it. <laughs> Come on with it. That would be fun. I wonder how Louvier feels about it. Well, we don't have to wonder. We can just ask him. He's on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson. Louvier, thanks for calling. What's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen and ghost saints. Uh, I agree 
Uh, was that real C that said Ian Book looked the best? Yes. Uh, no, it was it was Denzel who said that. All right. Yeah, Denzel. Thanks, Denzel. I agree completely. It was like you were in my living room yelling at my TV along with me. Jameis Winston took a snap, his first snap, and handed off off tackle left and tripped the running back. <laughs> when I was a fourth grade coach and my son was the quarterback and I asked him when that happened, I said, if we'd have done that at practice, what happens? He said, everybody drops the ball and runs uh, to the other side of the field and back. You're either going to be the smartest team or you're going to be in the best shape is what I always coached. And I, I would have made, I would have taken Winston out right then. You tripped the running back, really? You don't have footwork down? You're professional. Go home, please. Take your Heisman Trophy and leave. <laughs> Anyway, I thought Davenport looked really, really good early. Uh, they were having a hard time blocking him. He's, and, and he wasn't doing anything special, just bull rushing the dude right into the quarterback. I thought uh, our rookie cornerback from Stanford looked really good. Uh, and Adobu, uh, anyway, whatever his name is. And I called a couple of weeks ago, or maybe I texted and said, Marquez Callaway is our wide receiver when Michael Thomas is out. Mm -hmm. And he looked really good. Of course, then he fumbled the ball right when I was saying, yeah, that's my guy, and then he fumbled. Six turnovers, ten penalties, pre-snap penalties. Pre-snap penalties on the offensive side of the ball will make you lose. I don't care if it's peewee football, pro football, or anywhere in between. It doesn't matter. Pre-snap penalties on the offensive side of the ball will kill you. Football's an easy sport. You got to block, you got to tackle. You got to learn how to snap the ball on time. For goodness sake, everybody fires off and the center doesn't snap the ball. It's going to eat my hat, but it wasn't the right flavor. It was not a country-pleasing sausage hat, and I was lucky about that. Anyway, preseason football, it gets me fired up. Go Saints. Love your show. Thank you. Yeah, I totally understand it, Luvia. I totally understand it. And I'm telling you, so I'm watching it, and I'm going, at the beginning of that, I'm watching Taysom Hill. What was he on? I could actually find this right here. Okay, so that first drive. And he goes out there, starts the game for the Saints at quarterback. Um, and it was an eight-play drive into the fumble. All right, so. I'm looking for the first play. They've got the play-by-play all mixed up here. All right, so he hits Callaway for 10. He hits him again for 28. They run the ball. Short pass. He hits him for 23. You got these big gash plays, and you're like, wow, this don't look half bad. And then after that, okay, so you end that drive with a fumble, and then you come back, and next possession, it just it went and I don't know if it was a thing where they had some stuff scripted and knew what they were going to get, and uh, but it could just it could be anything. But it really did. It was such this up and down thing, and you know, right off the bat, you're like, "Boy, this looks good," and then it looked terrible, and then Jameis, "Boy, he looks good." You know, big play, big play in the middle of the field, and oh boy, he, he trips a running back, and you know, an issue with the penalties and sloppy, and which kind of is a uh, frankly an indication of the leadership on that side of the ball. And which I don't know what you do about it, but um, I saw it too. 
Now, I mentioned Elijah Moore didn't get to play for the Jets. You can just see it right off the bat. Zach Wilson is a real deal. Dog Tired in Florence says, I hope Ole Miss's Elijah Moore doesn't suffer the same fate uh, as MSU's James Johnson groin issues. Rushed for 200 yards against Alabama and barely 200 yards at the Dolphins. Well, yeah, yeah, I remember. That's it. He had a, it was either groin or hamstring, just chronic thing. He couldn't get through, and it ended his NFL career. Yeah, I mean, you certainly hope not, and they'll take it easy with him. Um, but he's got it. They've got a quarterback for the Jets now. There is no doubt about it. Saw where Minshew, Minshew didn't play bad at all. He did have the one interception. Uh, but I say, it, it's just throwing a Hail Mary before halftime. That's why there's an interception there. It's not like, and it's a preseason game. It's, and I, it wasn't even really a Hail Mary. It was just, hey, we're at the 50. We got one play. Everybody go to the end zone. Let's see if we can throw a touchdown. And the jump ball didn't get there because he got pressure. And it was an interception. So, you know, that's one the coaching staff didn't even really give that a mark against Minshew. And he didn't play poorly at all. But they kind of gave the other guys more snaps and they gave Gardner uh, for Jacksonville. Y'all text me on the country please and text line 885-ESPN. Comment on the live stream. Do that as well. Uh, Sven says, Ian Book is a fighter. He got better at Notre Dame every year. It's all new to him and he'll pick it up. Uh, He's getting there. Let's see. He said uh, Taysom Hill doesn't look like a starting NFL quarterback on a team who want to compete for a Super Bowl. I think a lot of people kind of feel that way. You know, there were a few of these others that jumped out at me. Okay. Uh, Love, the quarterback in Green Bay, didn't really look that bad, did he? Jordan Love? I think he's what? Got a little banged up in the game? I think they think he's going to be okay. You know, nothing about him just jumps off the screen at you, but he certainly seemed more than capable of being a quarterback in the NFL, and it's just a preseason game, but the the kid for San Francisco, Trey Lance, he's 6'4", 220, but he's really athletic. He's not your he's not like feeding concrete concrete, you know, mechanics or prototypical out of the year. He's very athletic. He reminds me of Russell Wilson in his mechanics. If you I would almost bet you, this is just to the naked eye, if I were to go get tape of Russell Wilson and kind of sync it up at the same time of their drop and throw and release with Trey Lance. Trey Lance looks like a bigger version of Russell Wilson. They kind of run the same way. They kind of throw the same way. It was interesting to see that, and it immediately jumped out at me that way. I may even do that and put a video out there just to prove a point. But uh, he looked good. Athletic, really strong arm, lots of zip. And when you can move around faster than the other guys on the field, it kind of makes it easy to escape and make up for mistakes or if you have to hold the ball. Uh, and, and kind of the same true for uh, Justin Fields in Chicago. You know, that first run for Justin Fields, I can't remember if it was a scrambler. Uh, it was where he escapes a pocket, goes out to the left, and ran for a first down. And when you see 4-4 speed from that size player actually take off and run a 4-4 in an NFL game, it does jump off the screen at you. And so you, Justin Fields kind of jumped off. You're like, wow, he's a next-level type of athlete. And there weren't any of those in that ballgame except him. And there's another first-rounder in that ballgame, Tua on the other side, who he's okay. And I, But the, the farther it goes, the more it looks like he may not be the answer. You know, I say be the answer, like 
get him to a Super Bowl type of level. I don't know about that. We'll, we'll see. Certainly seems like a great kid, and, and he's good, but Manfield's <clears throat> big, tall, strong arm, running 4-4, great athlete. He was uh, I was impressed with him. Again, first preseason game, they'll see all kinds of stuff that's going to be way more difficult, all of them, than anything they saw this past week. I mean, it's like on Kylan Hill's screen pass for a touchdown. You know, they ran a the screen to him, very obviously a screen call. Offensive line lets him go, gets out in front. And the Texans' defense, it was like they looked like they had not practiced against a screen pass the whole time in fall camp. That's kind of what it looked like. So I'm not saying that's the reason Kylan scored. I'm saying it's a big part of it. Okay, so... We got to keep in mind it is preseason. So whether it's Ian Book with New Orleans, or or you know Trey Lance in San Francisco, or Justin Fields in Chicago, any of them, you have to remember. Okay, it's one preseason game. Let's let this thing grow a little bit. And I would say that to you, Denzel, and to you, Louvier, too. I mean, y'all may follow him closer than I do, but just remember it's one preseason game. And I honestly, again, I saw it too, and I'm not sure how you look at that and just immediately go. Well, books your quarterback. I, I would I would definitely want to see a whole lot more before I I felt that strongly about it. That's just me. All right, that's hour one, hour two coming up, and we will start hour two with a look at team number twenty on the countdown of a hundred teams in a hundred days. Stick around for that. There's a lot. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent, or visit us online. Go with the home team. After these messages, we'll be right back. We are about to have a fire and cook some sausage. A country-pleasing sausage is outstanding. Whether you cook it over a fire or in the house, cook some of this right here. It's green onion flavor. You see that? But this right here is my favorite, the maple flavor. And this is great for breakfast. It's awesome cooking it in the house because it makes the whole house smell good. Oh yeah. Let's eat Country Pleasing Sausage, the best, hands down. If you go to countrypleasing.com, you can actually order this and deliver it to your house. Country Pleasing Sausage, hands down, the best. Trust me. Divinity Equipment, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But, look, they're right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. Is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. 
and they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max, got it at C Spire, went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out, okay? And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit. Design a jean. And before you know it, you'll be addicted. Just for my listeners, enter discount code MATTWYATT, all lowercase. Uh, BlueDeltaJeans.com. I just entered, you know, what I knew about myself. I just answered the questions. And here they are. Nice. Yeah, Blue Delta. Just answered the questions. They fit absolutely perfectly. They couldn't fit better. So just go online, bluedeltajeans.com, answer the questions, use this code, use the code, you're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn, and I know that you are going to love them too. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Time. Time. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9 The Zone. All right. Here we go. Off and running hour number two with you in the Bureau. The Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Across the great state of Mississippi, your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. We talked uh, scrimmages from the weekend, a little NFL preseason stuff in hour one. A lot to get to here in hour two, including some teams in a countdown. We'll get those here in just a few, uh, maybe about uh, three, four minutes from now. Later today in hour three, we're going to talk with my friend Jim Dunaway from over in Birmingham. He and his co-hosts, formerly of uh, the big sports radio station there in Birmingham and and did a show called The Roundtable. They've now branched out and are kind of doing their own thing. It's all digital, and it's called The Next Round, and I find it really fascinating interesting. Kind of get the details from him in a college football crazy state of how they're going to jump out and kind of do some different stuff. And I'll fill you in because it may be content. I think it will be content that, that you'll – probably want to tap into at some point. So I give you those details. Uh, real quick, for the college thing, uh, there's a few texts here on the Country Pleasing text line. 885-ESPN, that's the number to text. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. How about this? In back-to-back texts, they were two minutes apart. Nick texted the show. And said, Gardner Minshew is better than anything the Saints have. No doubt about it. Two minutes later, Anthony from Tupelo. Okay, two minutes and, you know, 150 miles apart. Anthony from Tupelo says, Minshew is better than any quarterback the Saints have on their roster right now. Now, it's hard to argue with that. I'll be honest with you, it's hard to argue with that. 
And I know that Jameis Winston is sitting there as a Heisman Trophy winner and won a national title and a Heisman Trophy in college and went number one. Okay, I get it. But that was a long time ago. We got a lot more information now. You know, and I know Taysom Hill is a legit 4-4-40 guy. He's like, he's a super athlete. You know, it's like there's a lot of positions he could play. (laughs) He could play linebacker if you want him to, you know. And he's giving it a go at quarterback after being like a slash player for you. But then you look at Minshew and his career as a starter. Okay, not only what he did his last year in college, but then what he's done in the NFL. You may or may not remember. I wonder, Nick and Anthony, if you all remember those numbers I brought up to you on Friday's show. We were comparing. We, we did the unnamed thing. Okay, we're going to go quarterback A and quarterback B. And I'm just going to give you the numbers, and you tell me which one. We do quarterback A, quarterback B. We look at their last year of college, compare those two QVs. We look at their first few years in the NFL. And pretty much in all of them, Pretty much in all of them, they were right there together, exactly on you know neck and neck with with Minshew just slightly, slightly a hair better. And the guy you were comparing him to was uh, Baker Mayfield for the Browns. He gets all the hype and everything, and he's been actually a little better every for years. So I would agree with that. It's just. You know, you can't just go out here and handpick everything and everybody you want. Everybody has contracts. Everybody has clauses and buyouts and contract lengths and free agents, you know, stuff, waiver wires, <laughs> roster limits, and cut days. Louvier says, I agree with Nick and Anthony from Tupelo, but Minshew is still on his rookie deal, and he was not available this offseason. Jags would not deal him maybe next year. Okay, so you have to look at and I, everything he says is true. That's what I'm saying. So you have to look at it and go, Jacksonville, they're smart. They're being smart about it. I mean, they don't care about the Saints. They care about the Jaguars. And sure, you go get Trevor Lawrence. Maybe he is the next best thing to slice bread, but maybe eventually, but it ain't going to happen right away. We're not even sure he starts right away. We need competition. We need a mentor. We need a cushion. What if we get him in here and he's not ready to be our starter? We got to go win ball games. You can do that with Minshew. We like Minshew. He's the kind of guy you want around your football team. So um, they're not going to deal him. Rookie deal. <clears throat> Is Minshew going to play for people in the NFL for several, several more years? Yeah. Are there several teams right now, including the Saints, that would love to get their hands on him? Yeah. Is it a given that Minshew isn't going to be the starter in Jacksonville? No. <laughs> That's not a given. He may win it. I I take I think Urban Meyer's telling the truth when he says I love this guy. He brings it every day. Okay, so and if you look at the numbers, so Lawrence threw the ball nine times, Minshew threw it eight. You know, Gardner had the pick. It was He had to throw a Hail Mary just before half because he happened to play the second quarter. You know, Lawrence was not bad. Six of nine, 71 yards. He had the long play where basically the pass rush, the defense completely broke down for Cleveland. That ain't going to happen too often in regular season games. The pass rush quit. 
I don't of all the passes that were thrown by NFL quarterbacks this past weekend, I don't think any of them had as long to stand back there and hold the ball as Trevor Lawrence did on that one big pass play he got. And it was still covered, but he threw a perfect ball and his guy goes up and makes a play. There wasn't that much difference in the two. And and the thing was, you know, you got sacked twice. Lawrence got sacked twice, and and I was watching it. You know, that's going to be one of the things for him. How often was he sacked for Clemson? How often was he under center, dropping back, turning his back on the defense and getting sacked? Those things will unsettle you some when you're not used to it. Is he going to be good? Sure. Is he super talented? Yeah. But there's a whole lot less given on these guys than sometimes we want to, you know, talk about. Okay. And and then quickly, uh, two more texts here. Pookie said, commentators for the Jacksonville and, and Browns games sounded like giddy schoolgirls talking about Trevor Lawrence. I'm sure they did, Pookie. Welcome to Media 2021. QB1 finally texted the show, 885-ESPN. He said, if the Saints defense can play consistently to its potential and we can get or stay healthy, then the Saints can still be a Super Bowl threat. He says, a great defense and run game with an average quarterback can still win the title in the NFL. He says, see Eli and the Giants and even... Tom Brady last year. QB1, you know, I, on the premise of you can win a Super Bowl with defense and a run game, absolutely you can. The better examples would be Trent Dilfer and the Ravens. It would be Peyton Manning and the Broncos. Right? Uh, there, Like I say, I mean, there have been other examples. Um I don't know that Tampa Bay and Tom Brady last year are the best example, but their defense certainly just was a huge part of it because they just got better and better and were playing as good as anybody by the end of the year on that side of the ball. But, you know, I'm pulling for the Saints. I'd love to see it happen. I just don't get that same feeling about them, that they pull that off, that they go out here and go, we're going to get way below average or, or average to below average quarterback play, and we're going to go challenge for a Super Bowl with defense and a run game. I mean, I still don't see it happening. Well, let's flip the page now. This would be a good time to do it. Turn the page back over to college football. We have a little something we call it's the, the Countdown. countdown. 100 teams. 100 days. The countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. 100 college football teams in the 100 days leading up to this year. We're counting it down to September the 4th. Today we're at 19 days until the 4th. We're going to do 20 and 19. Team number 20 on the countdown from the SEC is... That's Forward Rebels, the fight song for the Ole Miss Rebels. So let's take just a little bit of a look at them, huh?
So Lane Kiffin's second year as head coach, obviously, when you look at his overall head coach record, so he goes five and five last year. And but overall he's sixty-six and thirty-nine as a head coach. Not bad, huh? <clears throat> Not bad at all. So you go even five hundred your first year. You know, he probably goes above five hundred your second year. It should anyway, notwithstanding some injuries or something like that. In terms of uh, starters, eight back on offense, nine back on defense. Sixty-four players on this year's team have lettered in college football, have played football, have not just been on teams, but have played. And that's a big deal. 30 on offense, 33 on defense. And it, it's sort of a carryover of what they had last year. You know, he, We pointed that out last year. They He took over a team that they hadn't been great. You know, It wasn't like a loaded roster, but it was a very experienced roster in terms of guys who played in ball games. Even last year, coming into the year compared to other SEC teams, they had a lot more lettermen coming back, so they played a lot of people. Um, last year, throughout the year, um, you know, it started off not great. Now, they were putting up big numbers, but the record was sort of, and they got on a little win streak there at the end, and including the bowl game, finished by winning four of their last five ball games. So, last year, they lost to Florida right out of the chute, gave up 51, went to Kentucky and won in double overtime, Remember that? It was a heck of a ball game, back and forth. And Kentucky fought them and everything. Kentucky scored 41 points in that ball game and lose it 42-41 in OT. And wasn't it an extra point or something like that that, that made it 42-41? <clears throat> then, of course, gave up 63 to Alabama in a loss. Turned it over six times against Arkansas in a loss. Gave up 33. Gave up 35 to Auburn in a loss. There was a bad call there that really helped Auburn, no doubt about it. But that was their start. They started the season one and four and, you know, couldn't play defense. But Vanderbilt kind of got them going. They beat them 54-21, beat South Carolina 59-42, beat State by a touchdown 31-24, and then went to LSU in the final game of the regular season and lost. Kind of bad conditions, uh, turned it over some. Matt Corral didn't have his best game. Max Johnson played for LSU and really played well. And then the bowl game. You know, they caught a little bit of a break with Indiana's quarterback being hurt. Hit some big plays and beat Indiana twenty six to twenty in the bowl game, and so that was, yeah, they win four out of their last five, get to five and five even, and then when you look at what's back, a whole bunch is back. Anybody that played quarterback for them last year is back to be Corral, obviously, and Plumley Corral in those ten games, seventy one percent, thirty three hundred yards, twenty nine touchdowns and fourteen picks. How about that? Plumley threw it seven times and one touchdown. Uh, all of their leading rushers are back. Ely, Corral, Connor, Parrish. Uh, leading receivers are gone. Moore and Yaboa, they're both on to the NFL, giving that a shot. And so others will have to step up and, you know, they'll have some opportunities. And then they get uh, eight of the top ten tacklers back. They do lose a top tackler. Uh, Jaquez Jones and <clears throat> Anderson has moved on, but everybody else back for them. Uh, on defense as well. And, of course, for Ole Miss, they're not starting the season on September the 4th. They're actually starting it on Monday, September the 6th, in that kickoff game against Louisville over in Atlanta. So in terms of the countdown, we're, we're 19 days to September the 4th. We're actually 21 days to Ole Miss-Louisville on that Monday night. After Louisville, week two, they host Austin P. Week three, they host Tulane. They get an open date. 
the last week of September before traveling to Tuscaloosa to start the month of October. And once they have that open date, the fourth week of the season, look, it is at Alabama, host Arkansas, at Tennessee, host LSU, at Auburn, and then the month of November, three home games and a road game. In November, they host Liberty, host A&M, host Vandy, and then go to Mississippi State for a Thursday night Egg Bowl the week of Thanksgiving. So that's a little bit of a look at the Ole Miss football team. Famous alumni from the University of Mississippi. Bill, what do you find? Well, we probably should start out with the Manning family, right? Yeah, Archie why don't you Manning, start there? <laughs> Archie Manning, Eli Manning, and Cooper Manning. All went to school there. And we have uh, Michael Orr. And we were here from the movie. Right. right? Uh, lots, lots of politicians, lawyers, that kind of thing went there. Trent Lott, mm-hmm. John Grisham, Thad Cochran. Governors Haley Barber, Ronnie Musgrove, William Winter, Ray Mabus, Ross Barnett went to school there. And we had, of course, uh, let's see, uh, Thad Cochran, who was a senator. William Faulkner, the writer, went to school. Yeah. Marianne Mobley. Okay. Uh, Glenn Ballard. You might not know who that is. He's a songwriter, producer. He helped, he produced uh, and helped co write some of Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill album. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Kate Jackson, one of the Angels, went to school there. Oh, uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Kate Man, Jackson. I didn't know that. Yeah. Gerald McCraney, uh, Roger Wicker, Shepard Smith. Yeah, old Shep. Uh, yep. Jake Gibbs of the Yankees. Uh, James Barksdale, he's the guy who was the CEO of Netscape for a while. You remember Netscape? I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barely. Of course, Deuce. Deuce McAllister. Yes, Deuce. <laughs> Trace Connerly, he's uh, played with the Giants in the NFL. Uh, Patrick Willis. Yeah. Yep. Tate Taylor. Now, Tate Taylor, you know who that is? I don't know who that is. He's a director. He directed The Help. Oh, okay. That was filmed here in Jackson. Well, it's filmed in Jackson, right. Yep. Of course, uh, J- Jim Hood was our attorney general for a long time. Wesley Walls. Uh-huh. D.K. Metcalf. Right. Chad Kelly. Aaron Napier and Ben Napier. You might know them if you watch HGTV. Oh, yeah. From the, hometown. Uh, hometown for the, the guys from yeah. Laurel. Yeah, they the, film it down in Laurel. That's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, Matt Luke and Terrence Metcalf. Okay. D.K.'s dad. See, Terrence mm-hmm. used to be famous, and now he's just D.K.'s now dad. He's D.K.'s dad. <laughs> That's the way that works. <laughs> I'm sure he's okay with it. Uh, and you'll I was, be known someday as Mary Liddy's dad. That's right. And I, she's and, famous. And be totally fine with it You know, yeah. if, if it works out that way. Uh, I was looking at this. Um, try this on. You know, for all the success and everything they had during the Hugh Freeze years at Ole Miss, um, and they won a lot of games during the Hugh Freeze years at Ole Miss, obviously. It has just been – think about how bad this is and how long this is. Think about, you know, put yourself in the shoes of an Ole Miss fan and how ready you are for some success in football, when I put it this way. If they finish above 500, not in the SEC, I'm talking overall football record for the season this year, if they finish above 500, it'll be the first time in six seasons they will have done it. See, and and a lot of times, like for me, I'm focused on state. I'm a state guy. You know, we cover them, but I'm obviously looking at state and going to their practice. That's a state guy. Call their games. State fans, you know, we have all these different – we have a certain perspective the way we glance at other teams, the way you look at your rival, the way you look at Ole Miss. 
But you try to put yourself in their shoes. You think about the run that they have been on. Even last year when they had a great offense and showed some promise. These are the records for the last five seasons going back, starting last year. Five and five, four and eight, five and seven, six and six, five and seven. See, the 2015 season was a Sugar Bowl deal. Remember that? When Laramie Tunsil caught a touchdown in the Sugar Bowl, they beat Oklahoma State. That was a ten that was their tenth win of the year during the 2015 season. 2015. They won 10 games, and ever since then, they've had below 500 three times and dead even 500 twice. Five and seven, six and six, five and seven, four and eight, five and five. If you don't think Ole Miss fans are ready for some success in football and to have a chance to feel like you're playing for something, I don't think the rest of us quite realize it. You know, and... Some Ole Miss fans might tell others they're spoiled, (laughs) okay? I mean, because, you know, the state fans, you think about it. You think about, you know, the years you had Moorhead. Moorhead's first year, you won eight games, had three first-rounders on defense, and everybody complained. And, frankly, they kind of sort of underachieved because they were so bad on offense. Didn't have a clue on offense in half those games. And what, the very next year? What did they do the next year? They go six and six, or were they one game above? See, I think they went six and six, and then lost the bowl game, and that's when he got fired. So, I mean, state fans know what it's like to go below five hundred or even five hundred. It's just there's been a few higher spots mixed in there every now and then. Yeah, so I, sometimes I don't realize that, and it gets away if you're not a fan of that school and paying close attention. But that's a rough run right there. Go back six years to find the last time you were above 500. Since then, it's five and seven, six and six, five and seven, four and eight, five and five. They're ready. Those folks are ready. I promise you. (laughs) The diehards are ready. You know how they say that before the games? Are you ready? They'll answer it this year. Mm -hmm. They will answer it. All right, uh, Tony on the uh, live stream said uh, Hugh Freeze made a cameo on Last Chance You. Did he really? When? A recent one? i tell you what I did. I went, Tony, uh, on YouTube and found a copy of the first um, last week's you know, opening episode of Hard Knocks with the Dallas Cowboys, kind of behind the scenes of the Cowboys, so Dax shoulder strain and all that stuff. Pretty interesting. Now, I wouldn't advise letting your kids watch. It's a lot of bad language. But, you know, in terms of the reality of what's going on in the training camp, there it is. There it is. You can watch it. It's not for young ears. I promise you that. All right. We'll hit team number 19, if y'all don't mind. We'll do that when we come back. Plus, your texts, your comments, and your calls. Stick around. There's a lot of noise when it comes to 5G. After these messages, we'll be right back. Better buy bird's eye. Better buy, better buy, better buy bird's eye. 
Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Better buy bird's eye. Better buy, better buy, better buy bird's eye. Now, if you know your oats and want to feel your oats and taste how good an oat cereal can be, well, you go for Cheerios. Great way to start the day with really great eating. That's Cheerios, one of the few foods made from oats. The tasty cereal grain everyone should have at breakfast. Crisp and golden as only a toasted oat cereal can be. And nourishing? Why, a Cheerios breakfast gives you the power protein that grown-ups need to help stay in trim and youngsters need to grow on. Toasted oat goodness, toasted oat flavor, a delicious power breakfast. That's Cheerios. Let me tell you about an ice cream can't be beat. The very best tasting you can eat. It's meadow, 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 meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. Go to your ice cream man today and here's the word that you should say. Oh, give me meadow, meadow, meadow smooth. Freeze meadow go. And remember, folks, meadow gold is mighty good. For double enjoyment, reach for Beechnut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beechnut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Six o'clock, dinner time. Thank goodness for Joe Instant Pudding. Yes, thank goodness for Jello Instant Pudding. The terrific busy day dessert you can make at the very last minute. See how quick and easy. Just add it to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. Jell-O Instant Pudding, made by the famous Jell-O folks. So creamy, so nourishing, so delicious. No other instant pudding is quite the same. Stock your shelves with all seven flavors. The good, good, busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding. Show on 105.9 The Zone and online at the zone1059.com. Bop, 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 bop. Here we go. Rolling along with you in hour two. Starting to say hour one. I had to remind myself. No, no, it's hour two. It most certainly is. Uh, I'm Matt here in the Bureau. You can be a part of the show. Lots of different ways for you to do that. I hope you will. Call me, text me, comment on the live stream. Happy to have you. Any way we can get you in here, grab a chair, have a seat at the table. Tell us what you think. We'll start it off right now on the uh, Divinity phone, 995-1059. Chris on line one. What's up, Chris? How you doing, Matt? Just right. Thanks for calling. First things first before I forget again, I've been meaning to say something every time I call you. Is what the guy says true? Are you the... Did you, you voted the number one broadcaster or sports broadcaster in Mississippi this year? Uh, well, I don't know about they have a um, there is an organization 
Chris, that gives that out each year. You have nominees and then people vote on it that are in the industry or whatever. Okay, and it's it's, it's the National I think it's National Sports Media Association. I think it's what it's called. And uh, they do a broadcaster or a sports broadcaster of the year each year in Mississippi. Like, for instance, last year it was Bart Gregory. And then uh, this year it was me. And years past it's been others. Like David Kellum's won it like 85 times. I'm exaggerating. But you get the point. Yeah, so that was me this year. Well, just just a personal opinion, David Kellum's the only Ole Miss person that I would see winning it and actually getting it. (laughs) <laughs> and deserving it. <laughs> but anyway, um, great guy too. So the the thing is is I want to know the first thing I want to say is is boy the Cowboys if they don't get Dak back, man. Hey Chris. We're looking we're looking at another nightmare. I didn't even talk about it earlier and I wonder if you felt the same. I watched their game against Arizona and for about the first 2 to 3 series it was almost hard to watch. They were that terrible been, on offense. Well, it's been hard to watch all last year. I mean, mm-hmm. goodness gracious, without Dak, they are just awful. Well, and see, I can't so, quite hey, – I mean, how are, how are you supposed to feel as a Cowboys fan about the possibility of him coming back and you making a run when 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 that one guy, Dak, isn't in there? They, they looked like they hadn't – that first series or two, they looked like they hadn't even practiced. I just – I don't understand. I mean, they talk about what C.D. Lamb's been doing in practice, but it seems like the guys are just scared to throw it to him while he's out there. It's just like, what are you doing? You know, so I mean, the only thing that but, if I were you and I were a diehard, and I've kind of become quasi-Cowboys fan just because of Dak. I want to watch every game they play and, and root for him. But it's almost like you sit there, Chris, and go, okay, our hope is that we are not trying to win anything in a preseason. We are strictly – trying to be ready for the first game and that's all and we just don't even care about the preseason you know because it has not looked good i believe that's completely true i really believe that's completely true but hey what i was going to say is is that you know what if dak is truly hurt and jacksonville's stupid enough to give him up hey cowboys and jerry jones go get gardner don't let the saints get him don't let anybody else get him go get him Because, I mean, he throwing to all those receivers they've got there, man, I just – and I think Cooper being – Cooper's very underrated in my opinion. He just really is. He, he's just that big of a deal. Mm. And But I will say this. Saints, what are you willing to give up for Gardner Minshew? That's what I want to know. Everybody talks about Gardner Minshew going to the Saints. They are not just going to give him to you. What are you willing to give up for him? And I want to hear that from Saints fans. Are y'all willing to give up another first round for him? Because if you are, yeah, the guy's good and he's from Mississippi. But they didn't lost their mind if they give up another first round receiver. I mean, first round pick for him. That's just absolutely crazy. Hmm. Well, and at this point, I mean, at this point too, you know, in the time frame, Louvier pointing out earlier in the show, Chris, that Minshew's still in that rookie deal. Uh, for Jacksonville, and they didn't want to give him up. And what I said is, they're just being smart. They're looking out for themselves. They're not worried. I mean, about, yeah. You know. Why would you? Why right. would you? What if Trevor Lawrence gets hurt? Like what's his name did last year in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. What if he gets hurt right away? You got Gardner Minshew right there, ready to play. I mean, it would be stupid to give him up. Right. It, it would. 
I mean, they would have to. They would have to give him. They would have to go do something stupid like give up some first round picks to get him. And I'm sorry, I just don't think he's worth that. I mean, I think he's going to be a good quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be a starter for a really, really long time. I think he's going to be a good backup for a long time in the NFL and make a lot of money doing that. Well, I'll put it this way: that's my opinion. I think if Gardner were in. You know, if he were in Indianapolis right now, and there's no doubt he's a starter, even though you know they went and got Carson Wentz. I guess the point I'm making is, if Gardner Minshew had already been, say, in Indianapolis, I don't know that they go get Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, I, I really, I mean, Carson Wentz is a he's a dud. Yeah, he's just. I mean, he's just a dud, man. I mean, that's like who do you want to compare him to? Mm-hmm. I mean, Quincy Carter had a couple good years and then stayed hurt the rest of his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the truth. If he were in, if Minshew were anyway, in, if if Minshew were in Carolina, he'd be their starter. Uh, if oh he yeah. were, if he if were in he Houston, were, if, if he'd he be their in, starter. Hey Matt, how about this? If he was in, if he was in the Patriot system, wouldn't he be the starter there? Yes. Because I'm sorry, Cam Newton's good, but he's not that good. Yeah, I think Cam. He just takes care of the ball. He's a gamer, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, I think that's the same thing that Will Rogers is going to be this year. Yeah, he threw a lot of picks last year, but guess what? From all I've heard, from everybody, from you and everybody else, he's taking care of the ball. And I mean, well, he didn't. He actually didn't throw a ton of picks last year. Um, you know, about uh, to be a freshman, right? He he didn't he didn't have a rash of turnovers or anything like that. I thought, given that he was a freshman, he did a really nice job being productive and not turning over. In fact, it, those that run there at the end of the year, I think for him was something like. I'm trying to think however how many it was either like the last five games or whatever when he went what eight or nine touchdowns in one pick in the in the home stretch. So once he got settled in, he was good. Okay, so I mean I may be I may be crossing a line here that Mark State fans don't want to hear, but you know what I you what he reminded me of last year and he done such a good job. You know who he reminded me of, and this will be the last thing I say and I'll get off here. Okay. He reminded me of Dak. Am I wrong? I mean, he just took care of the ball. He did his job, and he did what he had to do. Hmm. Am I wrong on that? Well, I, I yeah, it depends on kind of like what our what the framework is. If we're talking about being productive without giving it to the other team, yeah, you know, Dak was always that way in his career. Um, even even when he started getting some starts as a sophomore, when he wasn't the full time starter, yeah, he was always that way. And, and you're right, Rodgers, he was the same way last year. He pretty much took care of it in terms of the kind of athlete and the kind of player they were at that age. They're very, very different. But I get what you're saying. Chris, I appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Louvier texted the show, Country Pleasing Text Line. He says, Cowboys can't pay for anyone. He said, excellent question. Cowboys can't pay for anyone at quarterback after the DAC deal. Saints are interested in Minshew after this season. I mean, I think that's true. I mean, that's part of the thing with DAC is, and the Cowboys is, you know, they are not in the quarterback market for a while, one way or the other. Just part of it. It's kind of like when the Saints realized what they had with Drew Brees. He was the man. And they weren't going to be in the quarterback market for a while. And they, they didn't have to be. So he lives up to that contract. No doubt. Fletcher texted the show, and he says, getting closer to the season, Matt. How about a little sonic boom? Dadgummit, I should have previewed it. 
I'll give you some in a little bit. <laughs> uh, there you go, Bill. That a boy. Uh, unnamed texter said. We were talking about Moorhead earlier. He said, I thought Moorhead got fired before the bowl game. No. No. I don't know who told you that, but that was, if someone told you that, they were not being truthful. The bowl game had a whole lot to do with it. Kyle texted. He said, that's enough from Chris. (laughs) Talking at the side of your neck. Enjoy a little sonic boom. Uh, Anthony from Tupelo texted, and he said, I'm not really a Saints fan, but I wouldn't do a first-round pick, maybe a third, fourth-round pick, and a backup linebacker or something like that. Well, yeah, and, you know, the necessity on that stuff, if everything in regards to who is the Saints' next quarterback is all about next year, there's so many things we don't know about next year, right? It's, you know, injuries and money and Contracts here and contracts there. Who else is interested because they had an injury or they had somebody move on and they didn't necessarily know two months ago they're going to move on from? So it all really shifts and changes, and it's hard to – It's what's the right way to say this? It's hard to feel really confident about projecting a year out what's going to have happened in the whole free agent carousel, especially in regards to a position like quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, it's just hard to do it. It is for me anyway. I mean, it's just tough. This we do know, though. You can say this we know. There are several NFL teams that would be a whole lot better off if they had Gardner Minshew right now. Jacksonville knows what they have. Okay. They went and got the first-round pick, Trevor Lawrence, because they could. And if you can, you do. That was a smart thing to do. Uh, Rookie contract deal going on with Gardner Minshew right now. He's there. You make sure he knows, hey, compete, win a job. I'll be happy for you to play for me. He can watch you for a year. You know, we'll figure this whole thing out down the road. You win it. And that's smart on their part. So nobody really, you know, argues with that. But if you just want to have a fun conversation, Olivier and some others, just close your eyes and picture old Gardner Minshew running around that black and gold uniform with Sean Payton as his coach. You think Sean Payton would like to have a guy who will pull that trigger and not turn it over much? No question. Maybe it works out. (laughs) Maybe it does. And. Some of us will be all in then for sure, around here anyway. All right. Tease it earlier. We'll have team number 19 coming up. It's 19 days until September the 4th. Do you realize that? 19 days. Team 19 coming up. Stick around. All right, Matthew, I got to go. Beavers next. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. 
beechnut peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right there's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer inspired. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank, because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Better bite, better bite. Better bite, better bite, better bite, Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will. Oh, it's a high five. Knock them out of the park for great 
Sports Talk. I'm talking way back. It's the Matt Wyatt Show on 1549 The Zone. All right, here we go. Rolling along with you here in hour number two of the show. Coming up in hour three, if we're able to stick around. We'll talk with Jim Dunaway, friend of mine over in the Birmingham area. He and his co-host, formerly of the radio world, moved off into the digital space. Got a new project going on over there, so we're going to learn all about that. Maybe talk a little football with him also. So that's coming up in hour three. Again, if you're able to stick around for that, hope you, hopefully you are. And if not, uh, everywhere you can get a podcast, you can go and just look for The Matt Wyatt Show. That's what it's called, The Matt Wyatt Show. One, two, three, four. Type that in. You'll see it there, whether it's Apple or Spotify, anywhere else. And you can subscribe, and we'll get the whole show posted there for you, commercials and all. And you can just listen as you walk or jog or lift or mow or drive sleep, whatever the case might be. Uh, be happy for you to tune in that way. Now, right now, feel free to be a part of the show. Text me, call me, and comment on the live stream. Been a little slow today, but that's all right. Today has not been a quantity day. Today's more been a quality day. How about that? Jimmy over here on the uh, YouTube live stream says that he didn't think Jameis Winston looked bad for the Saints. He can certainly throw the ball. Yeah. You know, I think it was one of those two where – there's an extra little bit of negativity coming out of that preseason game for Saints fans or any of us that paid attention to it because everybody turned the ball over, <laughs> right? Like, if you had one who was awesome and the others were just meh, then you go, well, we're good because this guy's awesome and the others are still competing and it's early, okay? But when everybody is meh, you kind of come away negative. They all turned it over. That's why I said – I watched it, too, and I don't know that I necessarily had the same feeling of some of the other guys who commented, like Denzel and Louvier, who said that they immediately said, well, Ian Book is our quarterback. He He's the guy, the fourth-round pick. That's who your quarterback is right there. Tell Jameis Winston to hit the bricks. No, I didn't necessarily feel that way. Let's watch another preseason game and then see how we feel about it. So there you go. What did... Uh, what did Chris say? Chris on the uh, Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. He says, if the Cowboys wanted Gardner, they have a surplus of good receivers if we really want him. Hey, Jacksonville, you want Michael Gallup? LOL. Now, that's interesting, Chris. I don't know about that. <clears throat> I mean, it's a, it's a little bit of a... It's hard for me to <laughs> completely be uh, jumping in there and being totally comfortable with the idea of to go get a secure, what, backup, kind of an insurance plan at quarterback. You'd give up somebody like Michael Gallup. That's I don't know about that. I ain't too sure about that one. Micah in Batesville. Since Jacksonville is pretty much all in on Trevor Lawrence. And they should be. I mean, they took him... And he is a huge talent, sure. And I guess what what I'm saying, Micah, is it's not about whether or not they are all in. Of course they are. They took him one overall. He is what he is. He's going to be great. 
and maybe he's ready to go right out of the chutes. Okay, but they're sitting there with Gardner Minshew on a rookie contract, and this this number one pick coming in, you're not even sure you're going to have a good football team or not, and you have a first-year coach. He's never coached in the NFL before, an Urban Meyer. So why not keep Gardner Minshew there because he's, he's somewhat like stability. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> if we get two weeks into this preseason and realize, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, generational, he ain't ready to go out here and handle this whole thing and be – our starter right off the bat. It would be better for him and for us long-term if you could start Gardner Minshew and let him ease his way into it. Who knows? You know, the other thing is you're trying to get a a, a thing going where a, a guy is surrounded by people, not just coaches, who are going to help him develop into what he can be, what you think he can be as a number one overall pick. Well, I got news for you. The right kind of not only attitude in the quarterback room with him, but competition in the quarterback room with him could be a really good thing. That's why I said I don't think the what Urban Meyer said about Gardner Minshew is fake. I think he was telling the truth when he said, man, I love this kid. He brings it every single day. Well, I think it's real. See, Micah says, Urban Meyer came out of retirement for this kid. Gardner Minshew has no shot at winning the job or even playing for the Jags. I just don't see it that way, Micah. I don't think... You say he has no shot at winning it or playing for them. See, I don't know. It's I understand that we're talking about quarterback where you don't platoon guys. But... Um, I just don't see it as a no-chance thing. I really don't. We'll definitely keep an eye on it. All right. It's time for the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. It'll be team number 19. We are 19 days away from Saturday, September the 4th. We had team number 20 earlier. That was Ole Miss. Team number 19 on the countdown from the Big 12 is... Yep, that's the Oklahoma State Cowboys. It's kind of an interesting tie-in, right? We were talking about Ole Miss. It's been six seasons since Ole Miss finished above 500. That was the 10-win Sugar Bowl season. Who'd they beat in the Sugar Bowl back in 2015? Oklahoma State! Uh, Mike Gundy is going into his 17th year as the head coach at Oklahoma State. They were 8-3 and three last year. In 11 games, not bad, right? Get a bunch back on defense, but only five starters back on offense. They beat Miami in the Cheez-It Bowl, (laughs) 37-34. I'm telling you, man, I don't know why those names. I like those names. It's entertaining. Let's see who they beat last year. So they went 8-3 and three last year. They beat uh, Tulsa, West Virginia, Kansas, Iowa State to start 4-0. and oh. Two of those were close games, by the way. Tulsa and Iowa State were close wins. Then they lost to Texas in overtime. It was a heck of a ball game. 
Jalen Green, the safety transfer, he's playing safety at Mississippi State. He had his first career interception in that game last year for Texas, helped Texas beat him. Texas won it in overtime, sent Oklahoma State 4-1. Then they beat Kansas State, went to 5-1. and one. Then they lost to Oklahoma, just got blown out at Oklahoma in Norman, went to 5-2. and two. Went 6-2 and two when they beat Texas Tech, 50-44. to 44. What a ball game. Lost by 7 at TCU. Won the regular season finale, just ran Baylor right on out of the stadium, 42-3, to three, and then, of course, won their bowl game. So there it was. Played a 10-game regular season. The 11th was a bowl game. They won it. Uh, all other quarterbacks are back, so you know they'll be good on offense. Uh, they played a, a couple of guys, but Sanders took over um, midway point of the year, went 63%, 2,000 yards, 14 touchdowns, only eight picks. Well, I say only eight. Eight's a lot for 10, 11 games, but um, you know the, the ratio not bad is what I'm saying, 14 to eight, almost a two to one. This year for Oklahoma State, in 19 days, they will open the season out in uh, – uh, Oklahoma by hosting Missouri State. Missouri State out of the shoot. They will host Tulsa in week two. Travel to Boise on the blue turf in week three. And then host Kansas State week four. Jump into conference play. So then the month of October includes an open day. So they have four games in five weeks in October. That's home games with Baylor and Kansas, road games against Texas and Iowa State, and that's two back-to-back road games. And frankly, that's maybe the toughest part of the regular season schedule are the back-to-back road games, Texas and Iowa State. Two good teams, Iowa State really good. November schedule for Oklahoma State, they'll start by hosting West Virginia. No, no, that's a road game. They'll go to West Virginia, longest road trip of the year. That'll be the first week of November. Then they come back, host TCU, travel to Texas Tech, not far, and then finish the year, rivalry game, hosting Oklahoma on Thanksgiving. Bedlam. You know what it's called? I know what they call Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, only call it Bedlam? I think that's right. Hey, uh, I think Beaver's filling in for Bill. Beaver, are you here? I'm here, Matt Wyatt. Do you know anything about Oklahoma State football? Uh, Besides Gundy. And his mullet, although I think he recently cut it. I think he did. I wonder if it was like somebody finally got in his ear and goes, man, look, this was cute for about a week. However, Beaver, I stand here as a bald man. And I'm sort of like, if you can grow it, go ahead and grow it. I don't know if you agree with that thought process or not. I think if you can grow hair, just grow hair. (laughs) (laughs) Because, look, you never know when you're going to wake up someday and realize you just can't grow hair anymore (laughs) on the top of your head. So hats off to you, Gundy, literally and figuratively. So team number 19, Oklahoma State. I cannot believe how close we are to the real deal. Real deal football. All right. Thanks for tuning in. That's hour two. If you leave us, have a great night. If not, stick around. Hour three coming up. Another load of smart pills has been distributed, and I'm slap worn out. So I'll just say, so long, neighbors. Get me out of here, Percy. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment.
beechnut peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with a slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they are right. There's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus, we've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Live! Live! In the studio. Live and local. This is the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking about sports from around the world and right here at home. Streaming to you at the zone1059.com and on your radio on ESPN 105.9. The Zone. 
All right, here we go. Hour number three of the show, Off and Running with You. Hour three. Around here, different time, well, most days, mostly known as the casserole hour, which means a little bit of everything goes. And there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> because those can really be fun. No, we just have a good time with it. We really, we have a lot of shows that are sort of like casserole shows. Anything goes. Just put it in there, stir it up, put it in the oven, whatever comes out. Let's just eat it. You know, that's kind of the way we approach it. Hour three is presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville. Anything residential, place to live, place to stay, moving there, need a house, uh, permanent, not permanent, anything residential in Starkville. Condos, leasing apartments, investment property. Go to Overstreet Properties. See Kane Overstreet right there. Tell him I sent you. You can find his contact information right there online at overstreetproperties.com. So check him out. Uh, coming up later in the hour, just a few minutes from now, we'll talk, if everything goes according to plan, with my friend Jim Dunaway over in Birmingham, formerly of radio TV fame. Now it's TV and digital fame. They're off and running on a new project. We're going to learn a little bit about that. And as sports fans, I think it'll interest you. So that's coming up. Also in this hour, we'll jump into the uh, Wayback Machine, got some Interesting trivia nuggets for you. I look back at the NFL preseason week one. Of course, there's been a lot of talk about that. And also in this hour, a chance to glance back at the weekend of scrimmages for State and Ole Miss. Now, I told you they adjusted, the NCAA adjusted sort of their framework that you could practice in. Everybody operates in the same rules in the preseason. X amount of practices. Everybody has the rule that you can't practice twice a day. You can't have back-to-back padded full contact practices. You must have a day in between. It's so soft compared to what it used to be. But also, you can only have two preseason full squad scrimmages. It used to be three. Okay, so for State and Ole Miss, State's going to play in 19 days. Ole Miss is going to play in 21 days. So a full three weeks left for Ole Miss starting today. You know, three weeks from the day they play. Less than three weeks left for State. They only have one scrimmage left. They just had one. But I went and watched State's. I didn't see Ole Miss's scrimmage, but we've got reports. And I'll let you hear what coaches said before this hours is up. Uh, I'll let you hear what Leach said and what Kiffin said. And we'll get into some of that with you. Okay. All right. Now, y'all can be a part of this. And I hope you will be. Grab a chair, have a seat at the table, join the conversation. Lots of ways for you to do it. Comment on the live stream if you're online, Facebook, YouTube, otherwise. Great to hear from you. What did Jimmy said about the mullet? Jimmy on YouTube said, my first thought when I heard Gundy had cut the mullet was, yep, he's looking for another job. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but you know, you got a point. <laughs> we talked about Oklahoma State, team number 19 on our countdown. You're thinking, yeah, okay, so he got a haircut means he's looking for another job. And, of course, what? I, wasn't he in the, the rumor mill last year, his name, and regarding you know some of the openings and stuff that were out there in college football? So, you know, maybe there is some truth to that. Okay, and it is, yeah, we've confirmed. Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State, that's called um, Bedlam. That's the name of that one. I got a text earlier from Micah in Batesville uh, I, I meant to point this out. I mentioned it earlier in the hour. I mean, earlier in the show in the first hour. I, you may or may not have seen it. I saw it today on Twitter. 
But it's confirmed that South Panola, the University of South Panola, their high school football team is going to be off to one of these really inauspicious starts this year here in Mississippi uh, due to South Panola switching to virtual learning. The Tigers Jamboree game against Lafayette, that would be this week. Week one game against Neshoba Central, that would be next week. And their week two game against Oxford, that'd be in three weeks, have all been canceled because South Panola has had to switch to virtual learning. I just hate it so much for the kids on that team. You think about it, especially if you're a senior, this is your last go-around high school football, and that's what you're facing is, okay, we're not practicing now. We're not going to play at least for the first two weeks of the regular season, but three weeks, including the Jamborees, and who knows after that? Whew. Man, I hate it for him. I really, really do. Well, let's hear a familiar voice, shall we? And I ain't talking about mine either. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, he is Jim Dunaway. If you've ever been in, around, or through Birmingham, Alabama, you've either heard him or not even seen him. Jim Dunaway. Longtime television personality, sports coverage there in the state of Alabama, and a longtime voice on the radio in Birmingham. But he and his he and his boys have just made a little bit of a jump over in the digital space, and I just want to learn a little bit more about it. And we'll do that right now. Jim Dunaway on the phone. Jim, happy Monday to you. How are things? Wait a second. What, you're going to learn something from me because <laughs> we're following the Matt Wyatt footprint. Oh Lord, T except. Uh, we're not we're not back on the radio. We're we're going to stay at least for the time being uh, on a digital app and YouTube where you can watch it and all that. But when you made your move mm-hmm. on a leap of faith years ago, I was uh, we all watched. We admired Matt Wyatt for the way you did things, and we've sat here and tried to set up camera angles and microphones, <laughs> sponsorships, and such like that, like Matt, Matt Wyatt does. So. <laughs> You're not going to learn anything from me because we learned it from you. You know, Jim, I just had one of those moments where, you know, somebody says, hey, I'm kind of following your lead, and then it hits you. Oh, Lord, what am I responsible for? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I know exactly what you're you're talking about because the only guy that we've hired that was not part of our original group, uh, you know, it just was, you know, four of us that had done the show together for years and years, and we jumped out, but we brought one guy in who is the best sports photographer in Birmingham local television history. His name mm. is Scott Forrester, and he worked with Mike Rada and Jeff Spiegel over at ABC 3340 since like 2005 or six. Mm. And we convinced him to leave local TV and his job security and come take this leap of faith with us. And, uh, and I know what you mean, because every day I check with him, I said, listen, man, I know this is scary. Trust me, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. <laughs> Well, and and it is going to work out, Jim, because, you know, not just because of what y'all do, but really because of who you are. And so it's going to work out. It's just a matter of how and and where and when and those kinds of things. Okay, so take me back to square one. And I know that sometimes elevator pitches are impossible. But for someone listening, uh, whether it's in Jackson on the radio or around the state here in Mississippi – Help help us all to understand the name of it and what it is and where we find it. 
Well, it's the next round, and we're next round live on all social media. Okay. So Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you can watch the show 9 to 1 Central um, on YouTube with six cameras in studio. So you can, uh, much like you can with Matt, you can see what goes on, uh, what it used to you know, look like or sound like when you listen or watch uh, a radio show. Mm-hmm. And you're able to watch it now. And we will have a lot of other cool things along the way, but today was day one. We were just happy to have sound in a picture over there. <laughs> and then you can stream it on the Next Round app. And it's available in all your app stores. Eventually it'll be on iHeart and TuneIn as well and Alexa. But on day one, it's our app. It's our website, nextroundlive.com. And we are, you know, the typical show we used to be where we talk a lot of college football 365 days a year because that's what we love in the South. We mix in, you know, like Marty Smith was on the show today, and we talked about Cornhole because uh, <laughs> he won the Cornhole Championship on ESPN Ocho this year. And we talked about just how difficult of a sport that really is when you're playing with people who are really good at it. Yeah, that's really interesting. And that's a maybe a conversation for another day, but it is difficult, especially when you've watched people who are really good at it. That's interesting. Okay, so um, to recap, if you're listening, Jim Dunaway on your radio right now, but y'all check it out, an app, go online, look it up on YouTube, the next round. And, you know, Jim, so it's not just you. It's obviously uh, Lance and Ryan, and you guys were on the radio for a long time. In Bur- How long were you guys together as co-hosts on live radio in the Birmingham area? Well, the four of us, uh, Ryan Brown, Lance Taylor, Rockstar, which is Sean Henniger and myself, were together on a show called The Jocks Roundtable on WJOX for 12 years. Wow. 12 years together. And before that, um, LT had a show by himself. Brownie and I did a show called Dunaway and Brown. Rockstar was our intern. So we had a combined 77 years together at WJOX. And it just felt like during the pandemic, uh, as a lot of Americans did, you started to, you know, evaluate where you are in life. Mm-hmm. We're a big faith group, the four of us. And, you know, we just felt like there was a calling for us to own it, to own the show, to own our future, uh, to be told, you know, when we could do this, not do that. And um, I think every entrepreneur, business owner and who's listening to us right now, has had that moment when they were an employee and they said, you know, I think we can do it differently and maybe successfully, but at least have more fun trying to do it. And that's what led it, led us to do it. And, and listen, man, uh, you know, we're not doing anything any different than what you're doing or what any other radio show or TV show or digital show does. We're just, we're doing it with a bunch of friends and we're going to try to do it, you know, make a little money, but we're going to have, we're going to have a good time doing it between a small group of friends and, and bring in a listener or a viewer every day and, and just sort of have our own little village here and enjoy life a little bit because we sure. learned during the lockdown that, uh, you know, it, every day is, is, is a gift, and mm. we don't want to waste them. No doubt about it. Jim Dunaway on your radio right now. Uh, you'll need to get that app the next round. Check out their content. Great guys, great content. And in the state of Alabama, if you love college football, that's sort of the – the epicenter of all of it, as you know. Um, honest question and an honest – I'm looking for an honest answer, Jim, and it's okay if it's yes or no, obviously. Um, you ever have a, a point where you were scared to death to do this? Um, do you know uh, – and, and, you know, you and I are friends, but mm-hmm. like a lot of 
friends in our situation, I, you know, I don't think I'm ever completely exposed to you like maybe my wife or my kids see me at home or at church. Yeah. Um, but I am a worrier. I worry about everything, and okay. I'm anxious about everything. And when we made this decision to do this, however long ago, um, I wasn't worried about it. I was really at peace. And when we told our former employer um, in a meeting that we were leaving, and then they flew into town, and we had to tell them face to because I don't like confrontation, when we had to tell them face-to-face that we were not going to resign. Well, how about if we give you this? No, we don't want to resign. What about if we give you this? No, we don't want to resign. I wasn't worried. And then we, we jumped out, and for 60 days, for the first time in my life, I wasn't anchoring a newscast. And I wasn't, you know, doing a radio show, and I wasn't worried. Now, I really do believe that that is being at peace with your choice and, and having, you know, a great foundation of faith that you, you know that this was the right choice. The only time I worried was Saturday and Sunday before today's launch because I'm the one that put this August 16th date out of doing our first show, and we've done this all ourselves, Matt. We picked the carpet, we picked the furniture, <laughs> uh, the paint colors. Ryan Brown bought every piece of equipment, every microphone, every camera. Um, we've had builders up here, you know, o- over H- HD guys and HV guys, and uh, furniture being put together. All that's happening in the course of just a couple of weeks to make this all happen. And on Saturday, the computers, the video, the audio, and the string computers were not talking to each other. Mm. And we could we couldn't get we couldn't get one engineer to get it to work. And then finally, Brown got a guy, brought him in on Saturday, late Saturday, a local guy. And Josh came up here and he made one adjustment, and all of a sudden, one light started talking to another light, and <laughs> one camera to a camera, and then all of a sudden, it started to fire up, and it was like Apollo thirteen. But at that point, I was like, man, God, please just give us one microphone and one camera on Monday because, I mean, AL.com had done a story. I mean, there was people who were going to be tuned in on Monday, and we did not want to have an egg in our face. And when we did the show today, Matt, we had had one 30-minute run-through on the equipment, and that was it. We had tossed to one commercial break. We had not taken one phone call. So we were able to do everything successful today, including a couple of phone calls and a couple of guests. Uh, and hit every commercial break, and that was when it all happened during the show today. It was the first time it had ever been done on this equipment, so it was. That's when I got nervous. But it, about the decision, never got nervous once. About all the stuff I couldn't control, tremendously nervous. Yeah, what a story, Jim. What a story. And then as you're talking there, telling me that about today, you launch it. Today's your first show, and and it just hit me that during the middle of all that. During your first show, you've got some knucklehead one state over texting you about coming on his show <laughs> to do an interview. I, I feel like I ought to apologize, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. It's, it's actually comforting because, you know, that's the normalcy, really, yeah. of what you and I do in our friendship. Because, you know, we probably have texted you in the middle, either a question about something going on with State or Ole Miss or a question about, you know, great people like Steve Spire or a question about, will you come on our show? We probably interrupted you, too, and you just take care of it during commercial break. But it's a, uh, uh, it didn't bother me. It actually calmed me down during one segment because we were like, you know, I'd forgotten to mention one sponsor in one specific segment I was supposed to mention, and I was like, oh, and then I got your text, and I was like, okay, you know, it's okay. Take a breath, Dunaway. Yeah. Say yes to Matt and, and 
get back up on the horse. So it was perfect. Well, and and I'm I'm proud for you, and I wonder, and I'm proud for all of you guys, and I, you know, the work ethic is there, and you know, Tim, it's like the audience and the content is there. I wonder. This is totally like a like a speculative type of question. But if y'all were in another state doing college football content other than Alabama, it probably would have been a harder decision, it seems like. I mean, but you're right there with that Alabama and Auburn audience. And I, I got to wonder if that didn't help you to feel good about jumping out here knowing, hey, if we're covering college football, we're going to have an audience. No, I think that is true. I think that's true. And we were all together before. So mm-hmm. you have a built-in following a little bit. And, you know, people were counting down, you know, hey, two more weeks and we'll be able to hear you again. Or two more weeks we'll be able to watch you yeah. for the first time ever. And I think you develop that. But, you know, like you, you know, we try to talk about the SEC. And what we've learned over the last few weeks, right, the SEC footprint continues to expand, so we welcome in new people from Texas and Oklahoma yeah. uh, who who are listening to us now, and I'm sure it's the same for your show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it is a little more comforting to us that it's Alabama and Auburn's right here in our backyard. But you know, we talk Mississippi State a lot, we talk Ole Miss a lot. Um, in our show today, you know, we we debated, you know, should Mike Leach be 41 in the top 100 coaches the last 50 years ahead of Vince Dooley? I thought that was a great compliment for Mike Leach, that he's 41 and Vince Dooley is 44. Mm-hmm. As, as I say Vince Dooley, you probably see how I felt about that. I love Mike Leach, but mm-hmm. he's three spots ahead of Vince Dooley, <laughs> who won a national championship and all those SEC championships at Georgia against Bear Bryant. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a compliment to Mike Leach from Bill Connolly of ESPN to have him there. So we, you know, we talked about that today. We had a, we had a, a person from the state of Mississippi who jumped on the live chat and said he doesn't think Lane Kiffin will make a four-team playoff, an eight-team playoff, a 12-team playoff <laughs> uh, at Ole Miss or anywhere. So, I mean, we, we, we like to bounce it around not just with Alabama and Auburn. So I think, I think college football is to the point that just about anywhere in the South, whether you're Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, that uh, a lot of people want to talk about it and you're going to be good. Um, whether you're on a digital platform, radio, or television. No doubt. And, and Jim, with a couple of minutes left, just kind of current day for you. Y'all are talking about all that stuff right now. You know what you have in Tuscaloosa. Um, what's kind of the general thought at this point on Brian Harson at Auburn? Is that a fit? You know, on, on the outside, you would say no, right? Yeah. But if you if you know the history of Auburn, and, and and listen, Pat Dye was how on that list. I think he's 31 on that list we were just talking about with Bill Connolly. Brian Harson has a little bit of Pat Dye in him. They're, they're, they talk different. They're built a little different. But Pat Dye, when he took over at Auburn, he had a I-don't-give-a-darn attitude mm-hmm. about Alabama and Bear Bryant. i got to take it to them. And I know that Bear Bryant is in Tuscaloosa, and he's won a championship 78-79. And we haven't built beat them in a decade, and they're our rivals. And and Brian Harson's walking into sort of that. You know, Nick Saban has passed Bear Bryant, so that's where Harson is. And he's not as in your face as Pat Dye was to Bear Bryant there, because Pat knew Bear Bryant knew what would really work against him. Mm. But he has this work ethic. This I'm not going to give you a lot of uh, let's 
hold the rope or let's one brick at a time. He has a work ethic that I think will resonate with Auburn fans and I think will really work in recruiting. Auburn's one of those tough places to recruit, Matt. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, right in their area. Um, I, I think Brian Harson will work well there. He's, he's behind the eight ball this year with the roster, but I think it will fit, and I think he will win some ball games. And, you know, if he can get past Alabama and Kirby and Georgia someday, they got a chance to be in a playoff, no doubt. No question. Jim, thanks so much for some time. Congrats on today, getting it off the ground and onward and upward. I'm proud for you, proud for Lance, proud for Ryan, Rockstar, everybody involved. If you need anything, you just holler. I will. Will you tell your listeners, though, that the best thing about this is our app streams the show 24 hours a day. So when you're done listening to the Matt Wyatt show and you still want to grill or go somewhere, just pull up the app and you've got our show streaming like it's live. Hey, and I'm excited about it because I want the content, too, man. I'm a I'm a fan and a listener. Yep. So the next round, I've got the app and uh, I'll encourage others as well. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, buddy. All okay. Right. Have a good one. That's Jim Dunaway. I'll check that out. You know, we're in a world now where you're looking for stuff from all over. Especially you're an Ole Miss fan, State fan. Get ready for a ball game against Bama. Match up on the plains at Auburn. Those guys cover them as good or better than anybody else. So check it out. Here we go. About a half hour left with you on this Monday show. And I'm a poet and don't know it. I get a rhyme every time. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beechnut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beechnut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code. Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest, all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with a slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right there's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. 
and they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max, got it at C Spire, went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out, okay? And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. Cspire, customer inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus. We've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing... Uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Better buy, better buy. Better buy, better buy, better buy, bird's eye. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy this week is bird's eye orange juice. Easy, you can serve it in a minute. Thrifty, it will save you money. Orchard fresh and delicious. Better buy bird's eye. Better buy, better buy, better buy bird's eye. Now, if you know your oats and want to feel your oats and taste how good an oat cereal can be, well, you go for Cheerios. Great way to start the day with really great eating. That's Cheerios, one of the few foods made from oats. The tasty cereal grain everyone should have at breakfast. Crisp and golden as only a toasted oat cereal can be. And nourishing? Why, a Cheerios breakfast gives you the power protein that grown-ups need to help stay in trim and youngsters need to grow on. Toasted oat goodness, toasted oat flavor. A delicious power breakfast. That's Cheerios. Here we go. Rolling along through hour number three here today with you, presented by Overstreet Properties in Starkville, Starkville, Stark Vegas, however you want to say it. I'm loaded up and ready to go. I've got some Bob Ross positive energy drink. 
a rotating, levitating Mississippi State helmet here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! The home team. And the call screen's loaded up as well. Sort of. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. First up, Terry, hanging on line one. What's up, Terry? Thanks for being patient. Go ahead. I'm not Terry. Terry. Who? It's Terry. Terry? Oh, Jerry. It's Jerry. Oh, Jerry, not Terry. Well, Jerry, you'll have to excuse me. Uh, you have a we have a little bit of a bad connection, so that that's that's our excuse. That's my excuse. Mike Gun. Yeah, I hadn't seen it yet. I, I've only heard that he got a haircut. Hey, Jerry, I just have a question. What's the deal with these people? I <laughs> know. Oh, what is the deal? Doesn't make any sense at all. None whatsoever. Jerry, thanks for the call. They like a puzzle pop. I think I know what he said at the end. <clears throat> Appreciate the call there, Jerry. What's the deal? <laughs> I got to tell you, okay, as a dad, uh, my little girl loves this movie. So from now on, anytime I hear the voice of Jerry Seinfeld, all I can hear is that B movie where he was the voice of the little B, the little talking B. That's all I can think of now. I don't even think of Seinfeld anymore, the show. All right, next up, line two, Chris hanging on the phone. What's up, Chris? Okay, so I think you got me a little crossed up there, Matt. What I was trying to say earlier when I said something about Gardner for Michael Gallup, I don't get me wrong, I like Michael Gallup, but what I'm going to say is this, is that if Jacksonville's dumb enough to give Gardner Minshew up, mm-hmm. we have eight to nine wide receivers right now that we could keep. I see what you're saying. And – and we have C.D. Lamb that can play the other outside wide receiver position, and we have Cedric Wilson that can play the inside. And if you watched any of Dak last year, before he got hurt, you saw how good Cedric Wilson can be with Dak in the game. Yeah, Cedric Wilson can play. You know, I'll be honest with you, though, Chris, like, I really like Gallup. I agree. You drafted. Oh, I like him, you, too. You know, you I sort like of. Too, but I mean. But he's, and here's the thing. He's younger, he's younger than Amari. Okay. And I don't. You and I agree totally on what Amari Cooper is. I mean, that dude, he doesn't say a word and just totally gets the job done. And, and, and healthy right, right now at his age, like, you can't cover him running a slant route. He just He's uncoverable doing some things. He's that good. Okay. I get it. But he is just a little older. You've drafted Lamb, and you do any NFL team that third guy. If you've got an advantage with that third guy, you may have a big advantage. Every NFL team's out here going, "We're going to pay one and two, and we'll just have you know musical chairs for our third, fourth, and fifth receiver." Well, okay. So 
my question is this, what scares you more? My thing is, is that what scares me more is having to watch another season of the junk that I watched last I year. I get it. I get it. an incompetent quarterback. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, that's just the honest truth. I mean, because you have Cedric Wilson there. You have Devin uh, a Smith guy. You also have Noah Brown. Plus, guess what you also have, Matt? You have two tight ends that are healthy and really good. Blake Jarwin is very underrated, and so is the other guy. I mean, you could do a – what's his name that played in it in New England for so long? You could do a Rob Gronkowski type deal with with um, Blake Jarwin. I mean, you have a surplus of wide receivers. And no, I don't want to give up Michael Gallup. But if Jacksonville's dumb enough to give up Blake Jarwin, I mean um, Gardner Minshew for him, have him. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Okay, he's well, got what two more years on his rookie deal? Who Minshew? Yeah, yeah I guess two. Uh, so if, or is it one? See that I don't know. It's two. It's two. I think I, it's two. Okay. He, yeah, I think it's two. And see, the other thing is, is that Michael Gallup's coming up for contract renewal this year. Are you going to really give Michael Gallup thirteen or fourteen million dollars? I want. Let's watch him play this year. See, we don't have to make that decision right now. You know, okay. that's the thing. I mean, it's a fair question for you to ask me, but. If we're doing the GM thing, I'm sitting here going, well, I get to, wa- I get to watch him play this year, see what happens, you know? Right. Um, You're right. And, and then but, he, I mean, I was just making a conversation. Yeah, I get it. Well, and, you know, the other thing, too, for, for Dallas, I really feel like last year for Zeke Elliott is the outlier, okay? And I know he plays a position that is a very uh short-lived position. You don't have long careers anymore at running back, hardly, unless you're Frank Gore. Okay, but I just feel like last year was the outlier. He's in great shape. He's not going to be fumbling the ball like he did last year. And so, you know, the other – I guess I'm just going back to the whole comment of if Dak were to not be in some ball games or get hurt again, you go through that whole experiment again. But it might be a different scenario for some other quarterback if Zeke is the real Zeke. My honest thing is this. I'm not trying to cut you off, but I want to make one last point because i got to get to work. Okay. But my last thing is this, is that you didn't have a line that was a number one line in the NFL last year either because both your tackles were hurt and half yeah. your guard was – both your guards were hurt at one point in time. So, honestly, I think that no matter who you put back there at quarterback, they're going to have a decent year because they're going to have a line to block for them and they're going to have all these wide receivers to throw it to. But I think that you're going to have a great year if that's healthy. But anyway. Thank you. Chris. I was just trying to bring up conversation. Have no, a good day. I, I like it. Yeah, no, I like it. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's it. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having a conversation now um, at all. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, who is it? Collins, the, the offensive lineman out of that's been there with Dallas for a while, Lyle Collins. So he's in his seventh year. Okay, and what he missed last year and everything. And I'm watching that preseason game the other night, and it was maybe the first or second. It was really early, first or second series of the game. And doggone, if they didn't have like a, you know, a running play and the offensive line gets whipped, especially on the side opposite of him. I guess he was right tackle maybe, right? So the side opposite of him, 
he winds up in the lane where the running back's trying to cut into, and the running back cuts back and dives right in on, on the back of his legs and rolls him up, and he hits the ground, and, I'm, and he was slow to get up. I thought, look at this. Preseason game number one, and you just got Collins, who finally got back to playing, rolled up on a simple little inside you know, dive play, but then he popped up and he kept going, and you're like, whew. But they have had some injuries, man, that offensive line. They ain't no doubt. They've had their fair share of those. Okay, and Peanut Butter Falcon. He said, did this man just compare Jarwin to Gronkowski? <laughs> okay, look, it wasn't a comparison of the player. Chris was saying a situation similar to what they did, right? We, you know, it's like a what, a one-off type of thing. And, but it, I didn't take it as Chris comparing Jarwin, the player, to Gronkowski, the player. I didn't take it that way. Um, Louvier texted during that on the Country Pleasing text line. He said, uh, Chris is trying to be GM of the year for Jerry. If you trade for a guy still on his rookie deal, you don't inherit the deal. You have to do a new deal or he can lay on his couch and you pay him the rookie deal. That's right. There's a lot of risk in it. You know, and a quarterback's not going to... You know, Louvier, you're a Saints fan. Like, the, the quarterback situation, like talking about Minshew, okay, rookie deal thing. But he's not going to come in there and like crap out on you and not play or something. He would jump at the chance to start for New Orleans, I think, and play for Sean Payton. But yes, there's some risk there. For sure. First week of the preseason. I watched them all, man. I got an NFL game pass. I can watch any NFL preseason game in 30 minutes <laughs> or 45, and it makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll wrap things up with you next in the Bureau. Stick around. Live Oaks Golf. After these messages, we'll be right back. For double enjoyment, reach for Beech Nut Peppermint Gum. It sparkles your smile, your breath, your whole sense of enjoyment. Beech Nut Peppermint in the familiar yellow pack. Jeans do come true. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world. Let's dive in and see what we have here. Do what I did. Visit BlueDeltaJeans.com. Find your fit just for my listeners. Enter discount code Matt Wyatt. Just answer the questions. BlueDeltaJeans.com. Answer the questions. Use this code Use the code. You're going to get a discount. They are the most comfortable jeans I've ever worn. Farm Bureau Insurance stands ready to provide financial relief to our communities in this time of crisis. This includes a one-time credit to all personal auto policyholders, a donation of $500,000 to the Mississippi Food Network, and additional payment options for those hit the hardest all while continuing to service customer claims as well. But this is the time to go above and beyond. These are a few ways we're keeping the Farm Bureau promise. To learn more, talk to your agent or visit us online. Go with the home team. Hey, y'all, let me tell you a little bit about C Spire. New stuff in 2021, including 5G coverage. If you go to their website right now, cspire.com, you're going to see their no bull, which, by the way, I love the Super Bowl ad with the slow motion bull. You're going to see that on the website. But look, they're right 
there's been a lot of bull over the years in your wireless bill, depending on if, you know who you were with. And my experience with C Spire is just like they say, there's no bull. I know what it's going to cost me each month. I know what my coverage is. is the number one coverage in Mississippi, period, the number one network. And they've got 5G phones that are 5G ready. Now, I have the new iPhone 12 Pro Max. Got it at C Spire. Went and did curbside at my local C Spire location and did the exchange where I traded in my old one, got the new one, and it's 5G capable. And we've got 5G coverage in parts of Mississippi, and it's just growing by the day. So you really ought to check that out. Okay. And in terms of the new phones, you got deals going on on those as well. Find those out at cspire.com. C Spire, customer. Inspired. After these messages, we'll be right back. Every farmer understands their farm can't thrive without some good partners like sun, soil, and rain. And farmers in North Mississippi also rely on another important partner, Mississippi Land Bank. Because land and farm financing are Mississippi Land Bank's primary focus, we've grown alongside these farmers' crops for more than 100 years. We understand what a farmer needs, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. A lot of people in the equipment world, you know, things kind of go in trends, I guess, if you want to say it. Um, so kind of the first big thing uh, that we look at when we start evaluating our business is going to be our turf equipment. That's kind of the first big push because once the, you know, once everything, the water dries up and the grass starts growing, this is what everybody's looking to get. Uh, we carry the new right stand-up mower. Doesn't look like much, but this thing is, and it costs just as much as zero turn. Not a cheap unit at all. I mean, if you go out there and look at that zero turn, this thing right here, I mean, it's got all your components from your big pumps to your commercial engine to your large steel deck. Um, and these guys were the first ones to make the standard mower. Yes, always look for this bird's eye bird, your guarantee of top quality frozen food. And your big bird's eye buy. Now back to the guy who loves his banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Online at thezone1059.com and on your radio at ESPN 105.9, The Zone. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Back with you, rolling along here, getting set to wrap up hour three today when they'll Send you off to the drive with Jake and Beeve coming up later here on 105.9 The Zone. Uh, over to the phones in a sec, but first, hey, Beaver, got a quick question for you. Okay. Today is the uh, anniversary of a very popular television show making its debut. That would be Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? It debuted on ABC for the first time back in 1999. Back, you know, when you were in the fourth grade? 1999? But you've seen the show, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever see it when it first came on when Regis Philbin was the host? Oh, yeah. I remember vividly. That was It was all the rage. Yeah. It was a big deal. People are winning a million dollars on the show, or could, right? And the questions, and it was a big deal, especially at first. Still going, actually. And so I thought, if you had to have, you know, your three phone of friends in case you can phone your friend for help, you got three people who are going to be a phone of friend, but you can only pick three that you work with. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. 
So you think about it for a second. Here's what I think I would choose. If it was three people I work with, I would choose one would be Neil Price, because technically I do work with him. And Neil would be fantastic on anything like country music history and stuff like that. Like He'd be phenomenal in that regard. Then I would probably choose... Uh, hmm. Then I would probably choose Jake as one of my phone friends because he's like a math numbers guy. If anything came up in the world of numbers, he'd probably know that. And third, Beaver, I'd pick you as a phone friend because, Why me? well, for you, anything about it's always sunny in Philadelphia or bad music. I think you'd know all of it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Okay, I'm totally kidding. No, but seriously, like a whole like a whole world of music that I probably don't appreciate and, and haven't paid attention to, you'd know those things. If there was a question about the Counting Crows, I'd have no shot. But you'd have it. You'd know it. I guarantee you can answer one question about the Counting Crows. What band is responsible for Mississippi State winning the national championship? <laughs> yeah, Crows. All right. Yeah, you you were sneaking those in there for us. And like I said, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious, so I was a lot, I was willing to let it continue. <laughs> that was great. Real quick, if you had to choose three that you work with as your phone of friends on Millionaire, who would it be? And then we'll go to the phones. You know, I, these choices are not that easy for me. I know. I know. Chris, Chris doesn't know anything <laughs> pop culture related. What would you call him about? Maybe, um, I don't know. Wings? <laughs> I mean, it's super niche, 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 whatever you call it. Mm, Chris. Think on that. All right, let's go to the Divinity phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Fletch on line one. What's up, Fletch? Afternoon, fellas. Hey, man. Hey, obviously, I didn't call about this, but I have to show my uh, potential lack of judgment and also the rage, as Beaver just said, that uh, uh, who wants to be a millionaire is. And the phrase of, is that your final answer? <laughs> right company I worked for in the late 90s uh, had a meeting and the former president, George H.W. Bush, was a guest speaker. And they took questions from the audience. So I just asked him, what, knowing what he knows now, uh, have, having gone up for re-election versus Clinton, what would he do different? And most folks that asked her a question walked away from the mic. I stood at the mic. And when he got to the end of his answer, I said, that's your final answer. <laughs> That's fantastic. I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he picked up on on what I was asking. Uh, I've got a couple of stares from other people. <laughs> well, it's great though because hey, it, it totally it, it totally set the whole thing on edge though, right? Because then people are wondering, like, well, what's this guy up to? <laughs> That's great. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, before I forget, in case I lose the cell signal, I just included you on a text excuse me on a tweet 
uh, for a raffle that gives away Saints tickets and LSU tickets, most of it combined with restaurant and hotel stays, uh, benefiting a bunch of charities uh, supported through the Covington, Louisiana Rotary Club for a friend of mine. So take a look for that and share it around. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll do. But what I was what I was going to call is uh, uh, I don't care what Todd Sandroni and John Darnell say about you. You're okay, and I like listening to you. <laughs> Especially when you say something like, and I don't remember who you were talking about in the first hour, but because of those gaps or splits, they were doing a lot of twisting. <laughs> so what 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 is the D, D line DN seeing mm. with what is it, the O line split that, that gives them a certain advantage on a technique? Well, I I say doing a lot. Okay, so Fletch, it's a call that the coach would call, and it's something every defensive front does, and they do it in different ways. But coaches might do it a little more against offensive line with wide splits, trying to cross up their protection. Here's what I mean by that. You picture, picture you're playing on a defensive front, right? And I'll give you a very basic example. You're the defensive end. You're the last guy to the right on the defensive front, and you're standing up right over their left tackle, okay? And your teammate, the defensive tackle, is down here to your left with his hand down, okay? So you got you got the picture, right? Right. So instead of just on this plate, we're going to speed rush, and you you go straight ahead and try to go to the outside of the tackle and beat him around the edge of the quarterback. Instead of doing that, you're actually going to fire off to your left down in that gap to your left between the offensive tackle and the offensive guard. You're firing into that gap down inside, not outside to the quarterback. You're going inside, right, where it's a little easier for them to – but because there's splits, there's a little more room, so I'm firing in that gap. I'm trying to make that tackle kind of step to his right to the inside to get a hand on me, and that defensive tackle to your left who's got his hand down, instead of him firing off and trying to go straight through a guy – he steps laterally, comes around behind you, and loops around, and now he's the outside rusher. Does that make any sense at all? Y'all basically switched and and kind of exchanged places and and routes to the quarterback, if that makes any sense. And they call that a twist. Some teams will do those kinds of things. A pin, what they call it a pinch and pull. That might be actually a, an offensive term, but it can be a defensive term too. And they'll do it with linebackers. Like So instead of a defensive end, linebacker walks up in a gap and he shoots across and, and the guy he shot across in front of then loops around him and comes around. So you're trying to confuse the protection and make those offensive linemen get back closer together. So one of the reasons that air raid offenses you know, among other reasons, employ those wide splits is he's that much farther away from the quarterback. So as a defensive end, if your responsibility is, number one, outside rush to contain, well, you're going to outside rush that tackle. Well, now you're two yards farther away than you normally are. That's another half second that I have as a quarterback to get the football off if you go to the outside. Does that make any sense at all? Sort of, yes. Fletch lost his signal. He probably didn't get to hear all that. Doggone it. Hope it made some sense. And I'm not even an expert on it. I just have a little bit of a, an understanding. But I'm telling y'all, y'all want to have some fun. 
I've, I've encouraged you to do this before, and I hope you will. If you've never done it, it's just, it's not homework. It's just strictly for fun. As a football fan, you'll enjoy this, is what I'm telling you. And it requires a little discipline. Turn on um, like a replay of one of these NFL preseason games. Or maybe go get on YouTube and go back and watch your favorite college team, a game you already know the outcome. And look at one lineman on the line of scrimmage. Just pick one guy. It could be an offensive guard or a defensive tackle. Somebody on the interior on the line of scrimmage. And just kind of put blinders on. Don't watch the football. Don't watch the quarterback. Don't pay attention if it goes downfield. Make yourself just focus on that one lineman in the interior on the line of scrimmage. Watch him every play. Just play after play after play. Watch that guy. What I'm telling you is it'll open up a whole new world of things you'll start thinking about and looking for and maybe going, oh, wow, I had I didn't know they did that. Look at this guy, how he's using his hands. You know, I saw um, Brian Baldinger put on Twitter, he showed Chris Jones. One of the ways Chris Jones got that sack is something he does all the time. These linemen extend their hands to block him. He grabs both of their wrists and either pulls them up or pulls them down by the wrists. Just grabs them and pulls them down, and they got no... There's all these things going on in the interior that you never notice if all you watch is the football. So like a basic twist, it's not a straight pass rush. If you look, they're going different angles, and it's all about trying to confuse the responsibility of the offensive lineman. If I can get him a half step or a full step out of where he's supposed to be, we got a shot at the quarterback. You know, stuff like that. It's a fun thing to do. For those of us who spend a lot of time watching the ball, because <laughs> the game's won and lost in the line of scrimmage. All right, I'm Matt. That's it for today. See y'all tomorrow. See you. Your property is demanding. From mowing the lawn to running a farm, you need equipment that's